Injured in a car accident? We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery, no fees or costs. If another lawyer wants more, lawyer up 904. For accidents, injuries, and more, lawyerup904.com. Rise and shine! Googans, go time on a Friday morning. It is a football Friday. It's football time in Florida, baby, as... Jacks will take off this morning for Kansas City. Here we come. Hicken had a new ditty yesterday. Now, we didn't debut it until the 7 o'clock hour, but it hasn't. That, the dulcet sounds of the songbird haven't hit your ears yet. We'll play that back for you here coming up uh, this hour, at least once. Uh, speaking of, literally, Dan is in Kansas City. He'll uh, join us at his customary time, an hour late at 7 a.m. this uh uh, this morning, Eastern time, we do get a little bit of solace ET and that because he's in central, the dude actually has to start the show at six today. <laughs> it's just an hour off. If you know what I'm saying. Um, here's where I've landed now. Just what? Uh, 36 hours out from boy, a fun Saturday gathering for you, wherever it may be. And if you want a big old crowd, we got details on that here in just a second. Here's where I've landed. I don't think the moment is going to be too big for this football team, for the Jaguars. I, I don't think the the ultimate outcome is going to be because of crowd noise or road game or playoff experience. I, I just feel like they've, they've battle-tested themselves in two very important ways to get to this game. And, and those ways played out season-long. They left Kansas City a mess. They were three and seven. The playoffs were a pipe dream. They've gone seven and one since. Needless to say, a lot of those seven wins were must win. You don't win those games. Now, as it turned out, the Titans completely tanked. They, the, the Jags may have been able to play their way in over Tennessee, a game they barely won, by the way, and, and made the playoffs with a losing record, if that were the case, but they didn't. So they're battle-tested in the long run. They're 7-1, and one, as I said, since losing by 10 at Kansas City earlier this year. And we, we know the scars, the tough and hardened skin that they have from in-game battles this year. For Pete's sake, look what this team uh, has done. Look what they did against the Raiders, down 17-0. What they did against the Ravens, down 19-10. What they did against the Cowboys, down 27-10. What they did against the Titans. Where Was it 10-0 Tennessee at one point in that game? Look what they did, obviously, against the Chargers. So I, I don't think they're going to suddenly get on Arrowhead, you know, in, in Arrowhead Stadium Saturday afternoon at 4.30, you know, and, and you know, wet themselves. Oh, oh boy. Oh, look at no, I don't think that's going to be the mentality. True, they don't have a ton of playoff experience. And yes, based off the average of the league, they're a quote young team. There there's some dudes with some hair on their collar on that team too now. Plenty of them. Look at those the lines of scrimmage. Josh Allen's now a veteran. Uh, Roy Robertson-Harris, take a listen to what he brings to the game, you know, uh, on the sideline and otherwise. Uh, Foyer Lewican's been 
tackling guys around the league for four or five years. These aren't just, you know, fresh off the turnip truck rookies that we're taking out to Kansas City. Rayshon Jenkins has been battling in the AFC and the Chiefs when he was with the Chargers for a lot of years. Brandon Sheriff is grizzled. Tyler Shatley's shoot was playing on the 17 playoff team here. Christian Kirk and Zay Jones are veteran receivers. You know, have we been in these pressure situations? You bet they have. Not exactly the same. The only difference is the season ends. Is that going to matter with three minutes to go and the Jaguars are trying to win a game? I just don't think it does. You know what it's going to come down to? It's going to come down to talent. It's going to come down to players. It's going to come down to assignment execution. It's going to come down to game-changing plays. Either by the offense or by the defense. I saw a narrative uh, coming out of Kansas City yesterday that the plan of attack for the Chiefs defense is going to really be contained Travis Etienne. It's always a smart move to, you know, to, to put the clamps down on a game-breaking running back, but I find that just a tad curious because the Chiefs are dead last against the pass in a lot of categories. They're pass defense. Now, they've gotten to the quarterback, third most sacks in the league. They got to Trevor five times earlier this year, but the pass defense is susceptible, so go ahead. Put seven up in there in the box and let me know how that works for you. These three receivers have come up money for the Jags this year, haven't they? Say Jones and Christian Kirk have been worth every dollar. Each posted, you know, Kirk, it was uh, career highs and touchdowns. And, 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 and Zay Jones, a career high in receptions. Evan Ingram had a career high in receptions. The Jaguars tied in record receptions. And Marvin Jones, just steady Eddie. You know, he didn't, he's not going to catch 100 balls with all those guys running around, but he caught his 40 or 50 with a ton of big plays. The, the, the pass game is in good shape, man. And that's what it's going to come down to. Can, can you force Patrick Mahomes to force a play? He'll do that. Gets away with most of them. He's the best quarterback in the league. But he'll backhand flip one while he's running for his life. He'll no look. He'll no look if he thinks... Uh, it'll work, and, and those can lead to some mistakes and, and some game-changing plays. That's what the Jaguars are going to need uh, tomorrow. But, I, I mean, I just after being down at the stadium the last two weeks and hearing from the guys around the locker room and Doug Peterson, the day-to-day consistency of mentality, they're excited. They understand the opportunity. They definitely get the challenge. They're not going out there with some preconceived notion that, oh, gosh, they got to come through us. They know what it means to go beat the number one seed on the road with just two icons, two future Hall of Famers in Andy Reid and and Patrick Mahomes, a a third in Travis Kelsey, perhaps a fourth uh, years down the road in Chris Jones. It's a really good Kansas City team. Can you out-execute them? Can you make the plays? Because it ain't going to be, if you win or lose, the number of years under the experience column or the home road. It's not going to be any of that. That is not what is going to determine. If the Jaguars make mistakes, they're going to make mistakes because they're football mistakes, not because of the moment is too big. I don't think the if the moment was too big for Trevor Lawrence when he threw those four interceptions, which is how it appeared, then he wouldn't have thrown the four touchdowns and won the game. 
That being said, I would not recommend getting in a turnover and scoreboard hole at Kansas City. It could get uh, it could get rough out there. They're rallying uh, way too strongly, I feel, around Trevor's comments. You know about you know about the crowd noise. Tipped a hat to Jags. I can't imagine it being any louder than it was here. Look, that is is it's factually incorrect. Arrowhead is the loudest stadium. They take pride in that. I get it. But again, that's another one that. You take the crowd. You can take the loudest crowd in, in in the sport out of the game if you get a fourteen nothing lead. Yeah, that'll be the old put the index finger up to the pursed lips move we see players and and teams give the crowd around the league. Shh. One thing is for certain. You look at this final four in the AFC, boy. Look at it. Mahomes, Lawrence, Burrow, Allen. All teams with massive win streaks coming in. They've all won five, six, seven, eight games in a row, man. So red hot teams with, you know, red hot quarterbacks. It is, you know, what a setup. I mean, and we we touched on it briefly yesterday. Um, but, but the fact that these teams, uh, Buffalo has won, uh, eight games in a row. Cincinnati has won nine games in a row. The Jags have won six straight and Kansas City's won five games in a row. Man, the best of the best in the AFC is going to emerge. These are the hottest teams. They're all division winners. And they've all got young stud quarterbacks, admittedly some further along in the prove-it stage than others. And that's just another step that we can all hope Trevor will be climbing um, tomorrow. All right, if you want to get out and uh, show your team spirit, they're having a send-off down at the stadium this morning at 9.30, I believe I read. Is that right? Do you have that, E.T., that intel? Let me pull that up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's 9.30 this morning. I'll double-check that myself. But, yeah, if you want to, uh, you want to get down there and send them – Send them away, feeling the love. Then you are going to have the opportunity to do that. Let me, uh, let me, let me get the exact breakdown here. I had it in front of me. Let me go through some paper. I know it's there. I think it's nine. I, I want to say it's nine thirty. Yeah, I believe it's nine thirty till eleven thirty. Okay, yeah, that's down at the stadium, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, the watch party is tomorrow. Um. Parking lot opens at 2.30 for the watch party. That's at Daly's Place. Correct. And you can, you know, hang out there with 5,000 of your closest. Yeah, here we are. I got it. Yeah, you're, uh, yeah. Uh, the Club West Gate beginning this morning at 9.30. Players and coaches will leave for the charter flight to Kansas City. You got free parking for that one. Uh, then the Duval Divisional Watch Party is at Daly's Place. You'll have free parking available for that one. Now, you do need to download the tickets for that. It is free. But you have to download your tickets, and I believe it's just kind of general admission seating, first comes, first serve, however that works. Correct. Jaguars.com is where you get those tickets. Okay. 5,500 is the capacity, and there's a lot of other milling around room, and you got that whole underneath area. It's really it's really quite cool, to be honest with you. should be a beautiful day uh, by the time that we get to that time in the afternoon, and so you've got all that. Now, we here at 1010XL are always looking for a football party, and we're always looking to give you the best coverage. We uh, are going to combo to do – both here the next couple of days. Uh, we got boots on the ground in Kansas City. Hickens out there. I know Mia and Hayes will head there. Frank, obviously, 
um, as part of the broad the, the game day broadcast crew will be on his way later today. Now, what what do we got here this afternoon, Et? Um, are they out and about anywhere? Or we we got a travel day? We're just yeah, yeah everybody yeah. just just get geared. All right, up we're just tomorrow. doing all right. We got so it's a normal show day. We've had the pep rallies the last two weeks, but with the road game, uh, with the Frangie show traveling, um, and with everything that's on tap for tomorrow, uh, you can get out there and 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 support if you want for the send off this morning. And then again, there's that big watch party coming up tomorrow. So. Uh, you'll hear from Doug Peterson coming up this hour. Kind of final thoughts from the Jaguars coach. Look, Peterson is in a good position here. We we don't have, you know, the, uh, we should have seriously nothing to worry about when it, when it comes to Doug Peterson and his ability to, to handle this moment. The Jaguars also, he, he, here's another statement to that. Ready for the moment. This is kind of a – I don't want this stat to sound convoluted. I'm going to explain it best I can. If you gamble, it's going to make sense real quick, but let me try and put it in in, in non-gambling layman's terms as best I can. But in underdog positions this year, in other words, of all the NFL teams who were an underdog, say you were a three-point underdog, the Jaguars have the best – point differential versus the spread in games that they were an underdog. And what I mean is anytime the Jags have been an underdog in a game, they have performed six points better than where that spread was placed. In other words, if they were a 10-point underdog, they lost by four. If they were a three-point underdog, they won the game by three. So they are the best underdog team compared to uh, perception or expectation in the entire NFL. Again, six points better than the posted point spread when they are the underdog. I hope that makes sense. You know, at the end of the day, underdog is a Vegas you know, concept. Just trying to find where that number lies, where the general public thinks it's a coin flip from that, you know, from that spot, either giving or getting points. But it's a pretty accurate indicator of who the better team is, right? I mean, you don't, Vegas is not going to make a living making the, the, the worser team the favorite. They'd go broke. So, if you are an underdog in an NFL game, I think it's pretty reasonable to accept that most feel the other team is going to win the game. Doug Peterson has been an underdog in the playoffs, including uh, Saturday night, six times in his coaching career. Doug Peterson, in six games as a playoff underdog, is 5-1 and one outright. His team has won the game, five of those six games, and he has covered the spread all six times. It's the best underdog record of any head coach since 1970. Just another check mark. And you got to balance check marks with talent like this and coaching like this. And we're going to go through all those issues and angles for and with you as we have uh, Hicken in Kansas City. He'll be joining us at his normal time a little later this morning. Got the quarterback whispered, Danny Thompson. Uh, get the latest on the quarterback scene, both um, with the Jags and Trevor and Mahomes and, you know, guys getting ready for the draft, college situations. We've had more from the transfer portal this last week with some pretty, pretty big names and talents in the quarterback market changing schools. So we'll get some of that today. Uh, we'll update you on the Jacksonville Icemen who like the Jags. 
are surging. And we'll talk to their head coach for more on that. That's a uh, quick hitter, usually around 9 o'clock on Friday mornings. Uh, So we'll load that up for you as well. We'll come back. Uh, We're going to talk to Captain Kev. So get a fishing report. If you're going to get out, maybe that sounds like a great way to, 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 you know, I don't want to say waste time, pass time. Man, it's a long wait, isn't it, on game day? That game's at 4.30, man. From the time you get up, you're just ready to watch that game, aren't you? Oh, so awesome to be in this situation. Talk to Captain Kev when we come back, and we'll replay that uh, Hicken song that is just shot uh, to the top of the radio charts already in just 24 hours. Give you another listen uh, at that, and for many of you, a first listen, because I said, didn't debut until what he considers prime time at the 7 o'clock hour. All right, uh, talk with Captain Kev. Uh, the Hicken song, still got Doug Peterson coming your way, and... Man, you want to talk about a massive reversal of fortune in less than a year. The curious case of Byron Leftwich will deliver for you this morning as well. Thanks and for being up and at him with us. It's GFL Friday. That's Green for Life. Uh, green for Life, your choice for all your commercial roll-off needs. We're back with more next on 1010XL 92.5 FM. All right, let's bring in my buddy, uh, Captain Kevin Favor. He's going to tell us what's happening out on the waters. Uh, before we get there, Kev... Our buddy Paul Dozier is a big part of the you know the fishing tournament scene, and I know they got the Wahoo event coming up to kind of kick things yep. off uh, next week. That's a big, it's, that's a big one. It's a fun one. Uh, that's next Saturday. Where is that down St. Aug? I guess, Kev. Uh, yeah. The so so I think it's well I know what it is. It's it, it's a, it's a, the uh, Gun Club. Okay. Well, yeah. There you go. Yep. And uh, you can still sh- uh, sign up at wahooshootout.com, or you can go to Strike Zone Fishing over there on Beach Boulevard and uh, and save a hundred bucks if you register before midnight. But man, the, uh, Kevin, you know this, but people that aren't into the to the fishing scene per se, mm-hmm. the, the prizes that you get in these things. Like I was looking at this. That's crazy. Grand yeah, prize, like yeah, yeah. grand prize yeah, in this one is a bay boat, second place, ten grand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's 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 no joke. Yeah. I mean, you know, Paul. Paul, Paul does a Paul does a great job with it. You yeah, know? I agree. I mean, he, good uh, dude, good family. He, yeah, yeah. He he runs he runs amazing tournaments. You know, so well. Go to Wahoo Wahoo Shootout dot com. There you go. Uh, yep. Twenty twenty three. Meanwhile, if you're yep. just going to be Yahooing around rather than Wahooing around this weekend, <laughs> what are we finding? Well, here's the thing: nobody's going Wahooing this this this, this weekend. Yeah. It's um it, it it's it's going to be again perfect football weather. But I'll tell you this. We had a beautiful week. I mean, we 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 had some some weather this week that's uh, um, amazing. You know, a lot of times what happens whenever it, it gets warm like this, Jeff, is, is you know you try to go offshore and it's foggy, and because the water temperature is still sixty two, well, I, I, it's, it's not sixty two, sixty three, it's like sixty one, sixty two. But even if we didn't have any fog this week, I made it offshore on Wednesday and just just. What we've been talking about the last couple of weeks, um, fishing. I just, I just fished the, the near shore wrecks, you know. I mean, and, and just all public numbers, like you know, nine mile, mm-hmm. nine mile north, nine mile south. I didn't go anywhere that, that you know, private numbers. And I mean, we had a great day. We caught, we caught reds, we caught sheep's head, um, we, we caught um, yellowmouth trout, and then obviously a, a, a ton of snapper. So there's, there's, there's a lot of fish, and the guys that, uh, are fishing inshore. They're just talking about that it's getting better and better and better. Most of the fish that, that they're uh, catching, they were still in the creeks because the water temperature is still cold. I mean, you know, when you talk about, 
you know, 60, 61 degrees, that, that's cold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so the most, most of those fish are, are in the deep holes and the creek and stuff like that. But yeah, it's been, been a fantastic week of fishing. You know, it, it, and, and the cool thing about, I was thinking about this, the cool thing about fishing this time of year, you know, like let's just say Wednesday when, when I went out, there's nobody fishing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, you're very, very little pressure on them, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, most, most people don't think about fishing in January and February, even, even in the March. Um, you know, most people get started around, around April, but fishing's really, really good right now. And, and I don't, you know, at some point in time, you were talking about the Wahoo fishing, um, you need to you need to get on one of these 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 tournaments. I mean, you, there's there's county people that you know that are that are in that tournament. It goes sometimes because our wahoo fishing here is second to none. It's, Ooh, it's a good it's, eating it's a good eating fish. Yeah, too, right. It, absolutely, <laughs> it's, it, it's about about as good as it's you up get, there. So. Top three, I would put it. <laughs> yeah, yes, I'm 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 with you. Yep. I'm absolutely with you. But yeah, uh, it's a. Um, it, I think it's going to be a great year for that. I mean, it's already been a great, great year for walking fishing. They, they've had some outstanding days. So yeah, that, that, that tournament, um, will, will be very successful. All right. Well, outdoor show tomorrow, and then you're going to get home like the rest of the world or the first coast world and watch oh, the Jags. Huh? How, how fun is this? That thank God for four o'clock. Me too. I'm ready for one. It's a, Hey, listen. <laughs> Like you're looking at a guy who's been down there for the last two Saturday nights and either, you know, either getting home or back downtown at one, two in the morning. So yeah, I feel yeah. you. I'm ready for a nice four thirty, grill some burgers, have the family over yeah. And, yeah. and, and hope like Absolutely. heck that, uh, I, and then next week I'll happily sacrifice a six thirty kickoff in an AFC championship game. If that goes, cause you know, six thirty kickoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, to like yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll That's fine. For the team. Yeah. Yeah. Those I'm, eight, I'm, those I'm, eight ers though, boy. And by the way, Jack fans get used to it. You want that prime time, you know, spotlight, then you're going to get oh, it now. Boy. So we're going to have Sunday yeah. nighters and Monday nighters and, you know, probably four or five next year now that we won that playoff game, to be honest with oh, you. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah, they're, 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 they're pretty tough, but uh, I, I am so fired up. Oh, yeah. I th- <laughs> Tomorrow. Everybody is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just and, – and, you know, there's also this safety blanket in the knowledge that we're, we're not going anywhere for a while. League's got a problem with the Jags. Yeah, league's got a Trevor Lawrence problem, and we're gonna have a we're gonna have a good team for a lot of years here, as long as you know he stays healthy and um and we stay in good shape. So, all right, it's, it's gonna be fun. Thanks, buddy. Have all a great right, weekend. Thank you. You too. That's Captain Kevin Favor uh, telling you they're finding fish everywhere. You got no excuses if you now we may have some weather tomorrow. I don't know. I have to look into that. No fishy on your boys' plate here. We're football focused, my man. All right. <sighs> I don't know. I've determined that my off-season goal as I make the rounds doing my schmoozing with members of the Jaguars organization and others, I'm going to get to the bottom of the Byron Leftwich Jags deal last year when, you know, there were some people who were often right, uh, it's fair to say, who were wrong about Leftwich basically in agreement to be the Jaguars head coach. Right, E.T.? I'm not... I'm not embellishing that. There was a period of time, a a 12 to 24 hour period of time where you're expecting an official announcement to come that Byron left, which is the Jaguars head coach. Yeah, I thought it was a done deal. It seemed that way. Now, again, my mission this this offseason is going to be to get to the, the specifics of what happened, but the most commonly accepted narrative out there, the one that was reported most widely, was that Leftwich didn't want to work with Trent Baalke. As I re- and I'm reading the Tampa 
media's account of this story as it played out last year. And boy, it is amazing how much can change in a year. My goodness, the things that are written true at the time about our franchise seem like they were a million miles ago when you think about where we are now. But man, there are some lessons to be learned within a review of this story. And it's timely because in case you missed it, Byron Leftwich was fired as the Buccaneers offensive coordinator yesterday. And if some of the widely reported nuances of this story were true, he could have had the Jaguars job had he not made demands that the Jaguars weren't going to accept. More on that in a second. So in one year, you have gone from the opportunity to be a head coach of Trevor Lawrence and obviously a talented team. Now, can I speak for all of us and say, Hockey sticks, no. Gosh, we're so lucky that it landed on Doug Peterson. Sometimes the best choices you make are the ones that you don't. And if the Jaguars had agreed and they and they chose Byron Leftwich over Doug Peterson, uh, number one, bad call, fellas. Number two, thank goodness, the, it, it land, the spin landed on us for a change. And so we know the story of Peterson. There is obviously no better coach that could have taken over this team. And what they write about what Byron Leftwich, like the impact this is going to mean for Jacksonville, in hindsight now sounds humorous. But the wide report last year, less than a year ago, is that Leftwich didn't want to work with Balky. And in fairness, Balky was under a lot of fire. You know, we had a very small, tiny segment of the fan base put clown masks on for a game. There was about 20 of y'all. He's rebounded, right? By the way, I have a ranking of this year's rookie classes. And the case for Trent Balky strengthens more on that. This is what we bring. We just nonstop bring you good stuff here this morning. I hope you all, hope you all appreciate this out here. So anyway, the, the word was that, remember, Leftwich wanted to bring in Arizona Cardinals VP of player personnel, Adrian Wilson, as his general manager. So not only did he want the job, but according to the reports, he wanted his demands met to take the job. And then when that didn't take place, the word was that Leftwich, quote, removed his name from consideration for the job here in Jacksonville. Now listen to how, and this isn't unfair, how the Tampa media characterized, and it's a big story there because he's the OC, obviously, and he was going to be going back to Tampa. For Leftwich, he will return, I'm, I'm reading from their report, for Leftwich, he will return to the Bucs as the team's coordinator. If he puts together another solid year developing an offense around the team's next quarterback, it will only further burnish his credentials as a potential head coach. A bird in hand versus two in the bush comes to mind. Depending on what happened that led Leftwich to pull his name from the search, the Jaguars have seemingly passed on hiring one of the franchise's most successful quarterbacks who's gone on to become a Super Bowl winning offensive coordinator who just finished a two-year stint with the greatest quarterback of all time. Leftwich, with his background as an NFL quarterback, could have been a big help to last year's number one overall pick quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. The move isn't likely to ingratiate the franchise to fans either. The team is coming off a disastrous year, which ended up with Urban Meyer uh, fired. The Jags have the number one pick. Go back. Yeah, yeah. Don't you wish we had Byron working with... You know who was dead last in the NFL in yards per attempt passing this year? The Tampa Bay Bucks. You know who was dead last in running and rushing this year? The Tampa Bay Bucks. Now, I think we got the right group, uh, the right crew here working with Trevor Lawrence. We'll take Doug Peterson and his guidance just fine. Thank you very much. And 
back to the kind of original story here, man, what a reminder, what a timely reminder of how fleeting the success and your reputation for it can be in the NFL. From apparently on the cusp of taking an NFL head coaching job, so strong in your belief in yourself that you felt you could dictate the parameters around it to being fired as as an offensive coordinator and now completely uh, out of a job. I do think Byron left it to land somewhere, and I think Byron's a good coach. There's a lot of factors that went into what happened down in Tampa Bay this year, primarily a, 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 a you know an offensive line that just fell apart due to injuries, and you know, they just never got going. Brady's uh, skills are getting lessened a little bit. The guys didn't make plays, and left to land on his feet and still will probably be a head coach at some point, but he's got to do a little reparation now. There's a stigma that comes with being axed. There's a stigma uh, as well that comes with looking at your team statistically and and owning where they stand uh, for whatever reason. There, you know, you, you, you could argue that there is plenty of talent in Tampa. You know, I don't know where the fault lies completely. You know, I would, I, I, I'm not going to tell you it all lies on, on Byron Leftwich. But in some key stats, you know, yards per attempt and, and rushing and they faltered miserably. Yeah, the Bucks dead last in rushing per game at 76.9 yards. Dead last. And then the uh, and then they were also dead last in yards per pass attempt. So you're not running the ball and affecting anything around the line of scrimmage, and you're not uh, completing passes downfield as well. And the ugly combination. And by the way, now some scapegoating by head coach Todd Bowles down there. It falls on him first and foremost. You took what has been a winning program, going to Super Bowls and having playoff success, and you tanked them to an eight and nine record and a first round loss. So. Yeah, you want to blame the offensive coordinator. That's your prerogative. But, you know, it, it's about to get ugly for Bowles and the Bucks, isn't it? Brady's leaving. Now what are you going to do? You're going to fire the offensive coordinator for starts. And what a year for uh, Byron Leftridge from where he uh, appeared close to being here in Jacksonville uh, to where he is now. All right, let's go to break. I'm going to come back with a football fix. Going to let you hear from Doug Peterson. Welcome Hicken into the party. We even may push Peterson back a little bit. I don't know. We'll see what I got time for. Uh, it's a great day because we are loaded with more content than we have time to fill. That's always a big win. Uh, here is Kansas City. Here we come. It's the Hicken rendition. He claims to have the voice of a songbird. You be the judge. We'll come back on the other side with a football fix and more on a GFL Friday right here on The Drill. I'm going to Kansas City. Kansas City, here we come. Uh huh. I'm going to Kansas City. Kansas City, teal and black, here we come. Gonna stop on down at Arrowhead and watch the Jaguars win us one. And the Jags are gonna win. The Jags are gonna win. I'll be watching Trevor. Watching Trevor sling the rock. Trevor Lawrence. Oh, you do it 16. What a throw. I'll be watching Trevor. Watching Trevor's blowing locks. Playing loose, just being yourself. 
in Kansas City. With my number 16 jersey, oh, the how the Chiefs are gonna talk. They're gonna shut up, too. Well, I might take a train, I might take a plane, but if I have to walk, I'm going just the same. I'm going to Kansas City. Kansas City, here we come. Hopefully ride this momentum and use this juice this week in Kansas City. Gonna cheer the Jags at Arrowhead and shout Duval when we won. <laughs> Take it, Bruce! <laughs> hey, Patrick, the defense is coming. It ain't the same team you just saw. No, 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 Patrick. Hey, Andy, Doug Peterson knows you. He knows you well. Y'all better get ready. Now, uh, defense is savage. Rayshon and Josh. Mahomes is gonna suck it. Sheets get lost. I'm going to Kansas City. Kansas City, here we come. Gonna stop on down at Arrowhead and watch the Jaguars win us one. The Jags are gonna win it! Are you kidding me? Gonna spank the Chiefs at Arrowhead and watch them cry! When it's done, those are tears, real tears. Gonna cheer the Jags at Arrowhead and shout, Duval, when we've won. I think you can still be creative this time of year. Guys, guys like having creativity. They don't want the same sort of mundane things, which are good. You got to have them, but at the same time, you still want something fresh and unique and different. Because this, again, we're playing a team that we played, you know, two months ago, and you know, so we want to we want to have some things that are that are fresh and new. And they're going to have stuff that's that's new and and uh, some wrinkles in there as well. That's Doug Peterson on a second in-season matchup with the Kansas City Chiefs, and yeah, you can bet they'll make some adjustments. I listened yesterday on YouTube to Patrick Mahomes' entire press conference. We pulled a couple of excerpts from it yesterday. And one of the things he talked about was, you know, Mike Caldwell came from the Bucs. So as a quarterback in an offense, you expect some of those Bucs tendencies. And he said, but when we played Tampa Bay, he came out and he played us one way the first game and we played the exact opposite way the second game. And so who, who knows what the Jags defense will offer up. It's a tough sell. You know, to convince you to keep them under 30, really, to be honest with you. Now, the Jags did that. They held them to 27. Jags defense, really, in the grand scheme of things. Do you feel like if the Jags hold them to 27 this week that Jacksonville wins? Oh, yeah. I do, too. I do, too. Now, I could be wrong. It could be 27-20. They could get all over Trevor. It could rattle him a little bit with that crowd and, and, and that pass rush because the pressure is there. More from Doug Peterson in just a second. But first, uh, some of what we got this morning – Cooking on the 1010XL text line uh, designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Come on, somebody. We're ready. Driving all night going to Kansas City, and we're going to win. Go Jags. Come on, somebody. Come on now. Um, I'd buy Dan Single if it was released. Just saying. Voice of an angel. Laughing emoji. Um, do you think Leonard Fournette is done? Yeah, that's kind of a broad question. I think as an impact player, he probably is. You know, I don't... Uh, now, you know, who knows? If you recommit yourself... He's not 30. You recommit yourself, get in the best shape of your life, get on a situation, 
you know, could he have a 12, 1300 year? I, I guess he could in the right situation, but doesn't feel that way, does it? Um, uh, let's see, a couple more from a uh, couple more from the text from the uh, text line. Um, dude sends in a picture of he and the person he's with at the game last year in in the in, in with clown mask or one of them's got a rubber nose and he says he texts I regret my decisions that day Valky has done great I also wanted left which face palm emoji to which I texted back at least you admit it all I respect the ownership so um there you have it listen I, I dropped this stat earlier this is not to be trifled with Jaguars are in a comfy position being an underdog. They performed awesome in that role all year. They are six points better than the posted point spread when they are the underdog. In other words, if they are a six-point underdog, they they play the game even. If they're a one-point dog, they win by five. They played six points better um, than the point spread in the underdog role. I told you, Doug Peterson, six times in playoff games has been the underdog. He's five and one straight up. He's won five of the six, including Saturday night. Um, against the Chargers here at home. It's, you know, it's a difficult challenge. He's also got a football team that just, the Cats have nine lives. We've used a bunch of them. I guess that is, you know, one way to kind of metaphorically say it. Maybe that's the reason why they're still going is they're young. You know, uh, I think we're, what, the sixth youngest now? When you when you look at all the metrics and everything, we're we're kind of right there with with the Chiefs as far as youth goes. And but sometimes you know that that's a good thing, you know, because there's a lot of energy with these guys. But yeah, I mean, look, that's also part of winning. You know, um, each year, you know, you you're, you want to be here again next year, right? And and be talking about the same things. And and you have to condition yourself. You got to condition your mind, your body, everything to be playing football in January and February. That's just, that starts in the off season, you know, and builds through training camp. So, you know, if you're conditioned that way, you don't worry about it as much. Talking about his team having any juice left, and that applies to both mentally and physically and the way they've won football games, I would think gives them more of a lift than it does, um, you know, exhaust them. I'll tell you, there's been, there were so many signs of the improvement of this football team. Again, these are the four best teams in the AFC. They're four division winners. They're four, you I, you know, you could argue they're the four best quarterbacks. They are the four teams with the best point differential. It was plus 169 for the Bills, plus 127 for the Chiefs, plus 96 for the Bengals, plus 54 for the Jags. So, I mean, it, it, they're four red-hot teams. Bills, eight straight. Bengals, nine straight. Jags, six straight. Chiefs, five straight wins. Well, these are good teams playing good ball. Among the Jags' improvements this year was their road record. Their true road record was 4-4. Four and four. They're, they're throwing the, the loss to... Or no, they were 4-5. But they won four road games. That's right, we played nine this year. I forgot about the 16-game schedule. But 4-5 and five on the road, man. What a, what a marked improvement. Consider this. The Jaguars won as many games on the road this year is they won the last two years total combined. Winning on the road in the playoffs is a must unless you're the top seed, so go win on the road. There's more things that pull you away from your job, you know, and what you're, what you're focused on. And, um, 
yeah, I think it can be a little bit more of a distraction, especially going on the road. But, you know, it, it, for me, it's about keeping everybody together, you know, at the hotel and in the meetings and how we do things and handle things. But I also want the guys to enjoy these times, too. These are – they don't come around very often. And anytime you get a chance to play in the postseason, um, it's a great accomplishment for your, for your guys. So I do want them to, to also enjoy uh, these opportunities. Well, uh, yeah, but he, he followed that up, by the way. He, he followed that up with um, it's a business trip. Right, grab your briefcase, grab your, grab your lunch pail. Um, th- this is going to be a business trip. So he did, uh, he did follow it up that way. Uh, I did see the list of the highest-graded Jaguars against uh, the Chargers on Saturday night. From Pro Football Focus, Josh Allen, the highest grade of Jag, 83.4. He had a sack. He was all over the field. You can enjoy him. That sounds of the game piece we talked about. He was featured. He was mic'd up. Uh, Evan Ingram, man, what what a what a bonus he has been, right? Guy had gotten more than you could have expected. Those were two guys that six weeks ago you wondered about their future with the team. And now you feel like you need both Josh Allen and Evan Ingram to be a part of your rotation moving forward. Brandon Sheriff. Wasn't the highest graded player all year long, but man, uh, show up in the biggest game. He was the highest graded offensive lineman. Uh, Devin Lloyd, welcome back, at least to a to a to a very well graded performance. Was the fourth highest, and then Roy Robertson Harris, who we've talked about, had a terrific game. Those are your five highest graded Jaguars from Saturday's win over the Chargers. All right, I got good stuff for a football fix, but we'll put it off. I'll kick it around with Hicken uh, in either the seven or eight o'clock hours. But when we come back on the other side on a GFL Friday, that's green for life. We go West, young man, uh, where Hick is in Kansas. Have you hooked up with him yet this morning, E.T.? Oh, I hooked up with the big homie. All right, so we're good to go. Hick joins us next live from KC where the Jags battle the Chiefs tomorrow. You're listening to The Drill on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Ladies and gents, please put your hands together as Dan Hicken enters the studio. You know it! Sweet. Oh, boy. Friday! Oh, they're going to be knocking on doors here, boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey! hey! Ho! Ho! What in the world is going on in room 709? <laughs> People you don't want to be right now. Dan Hickens, hotel neighbors. Yeah, no bueno. 708. Uh, hope the cursing cabbie's not... Bunking next to you, or you're going to get an earful. I got to Can I go ahead and just give myself a pat on the back? Sure. Yeah. Go. What I do mean, you got? I have. Can I share in your successfully happiness? the setup of this radio <laughs> equipment yeah. like nobody yeah. else? And it's really and, not that hard, is it? Well. Okay. Curveballs. What do you got? Couple curves here. Uh, number one. Uh, no plug-in Ethernet thing, so I had to go to the other option, which I've never done before. And, of course, Richie explained it to me, but I didn't listen to a word he said yesterday. <laughs> Just give me the gear. Let me get out of here. Richie was in right? here this morning. I now see what why. It's your fault. That's why. He knew. Richie knows I'm an idiot, and he knows <laughs> it, it's 50-50 at best okay. if we have All it right. set up. Number two, uh, tell Richie, the white, the white cable <laughs> got is... stuck. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, I won't. And, I will not tell him that. But we'll and just, you know what we'll happens when something gets stuck in the equipment, yeah. and what I do pull but, harder. You pull harder is but what you do. I didn't break it, Richie. No, I carefully that, figured. I'll out let you I deal with that. You're going to come home with a tab. Oh, I love that. 
Dan, uh, you owe us uh, $1,300 for that. Well, there's all kinds of travel snafus, but we've made it successfully to Kansas It's not City. easy to I travel went, these days, is it, Hick? I went to Arrowhead last night, and I yelled at that stadium like nobody's yelled before. Give it a piece of your mind. I screamed for Patrick Mahomes. What? What are you doing? <laughs> Patrick, are you in there? Loopy. Get out! <laughs> I don't think he lives in the stadium, Hick. I think he's, he probably got his, I think he's probably got his own pad, probably on the river somewhere. So, anyway. Not a good team. What, it's a good football town. You know, oh, they're God. jacked up for the game, right? Yeah, yeah, it's great. And and it's like a Kansas City, it's kind of like a bigger Jacksonville, really. I mean, it's, uh, uh, you know, the Chiefs are the only game. They have the Royals, okay? So that's cool. And it's right, the stadiums are right, for those who don't know, the stadiums are right next yeah, to each other. Yeah, right next door. And uh, it's one, of, it's, it's, it's a really cool area, uh, their sports complex. And it's just a little bit past downtown, and the downtown's neat, and, but it's all Chiefs here. It's all it's everywhere you look, billboards, signs. I mean, I was pulling out of the airport with a rental car, and the lady was helping me. And in her little uh, kiosk where she worked, you could see her son or daughter had drawn the Kansas City logo. Yeah, sure. <laughs> she had it yeah. proudly displayed. So uh, that, That'll happen a lot more around here now with some success, too. Oh, yeah. So it's, uh, it's all systems go here, and, uh, you know, a lot of folks from Jacksonville will make the trip, and uh, we'll have a big day here today, and then we'll go play a game tomorrow afternoon. It is cold, too, man. It's a different cold. We, yeah. we It snaps cold on us for 24, 48 yeah. hours. When yeah. it's cold all the time, it's a different oh. cold. It bites. I really sit there and wonder how they manage it. Yeah. Ah, you get going probably in the heat of the battle, and you yeah, don't, sure you don't do. feel it at I'm all, sure and, you, you and you bundle up when you get to that sideline. Yep. Forever. So. That's one That's one piece of technology that's not changed, Hick. We mm-hmm. watched football when we were five years old. Those big guys that go over there to, to and they just put that big parka-looking coat on them. They still mm-hmm. wear those suckers in the NFL, that big old parka coat. That I had a, uh, uh, a nice lady I sat next to on – we went to Nashville and then to Kansas City. Okay. Kansas City, Missouri, but I think I'm actually staying in Kansas. Nice. How about that? Uh, it's you know, it's, I mean, I, I'm, I'm amazed that that's gonna at some point throw you for a loop. Oh, it's crazy. I mean, you can't I mean, get around oh, the corner to the Bennigans. I, I don't, yeah. I'm not, you know, the whole Kansas Missouri thing will throw you. Yeah, off. I'm in Overland Park, which I believe is in Kansas. That is Kansas. That's isn't that like NCAA territory? Why do I know that Overland Park? Yes. Yeah. Yes, you do. Okay. Yes, you do. But on the flight, I sat down, and on the flight, and at the end of the flight, the lady looked at me and goes, "I'm going to have to ask you an obvious question," and I said, "Please." And she says, are you Dan Hicken? And I said, sure. Is that from from Jacksonville to Nashville? Yes. Okay. And so, she's, and so we talked for a minute, and she told me she goes to church with Jeff and Stacy. Oh. Said, oh. Cool. Who was it? <laughs> it's a very nice lady. She used to work a lot for the um, – her and her husband worked a lot for the uh, Bragans in the, back when they were the sons. Okay. All right. And so – well, there yeah, you go. Very, she, she the flock, the flock is on the on the yeah on, on the good. And there were like today. I think most uh, Jag fans who are flying out mostly will go today, right? Yeah, there'll They'll, be. A, I think that there, yeah. there's a demand. I mean, we've had people oh, text yeah. in that have already started their overnight drive to get there. This is, you know, this is big. We haven't had a lot of opportunities like this through the years, right? There's got a whole there's generation a big, here of Jag uh, fan who who's who's going to take advantage. <laughs> the the young the young the young guys got their party place scouted out tonight a sports bar in in kansas city it's all over social media so 
That sounds uh, like a good be, time, man. And yeah, this watch be, party I mean, sounds fun tomorrow. They've you know released details yeah, on that down yes, at Daly's place. Yeah, if you're not that's, going for sure. Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, and you got to get get tickets online. You got to go online and get the tickets. They're free, but you do have to go go kind of get registered that way. I imagine it'll be a full house, and it's fun to 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 commiserate or celebrate with your, with your yeah, brethren. With, yeah. Yes, correct, correct, and that's what will happen here, and then everybody will go to the game. And well, Murph's coming, right? We talked yeah, to Murph sure. Wednesday with and bringing his little one. Yeah. So. Well, I say little. It was eight-year-old. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. awesome, man. It's just – and it's a new world, and I think we're going to be a part of it uh, for a long time. The Chiefs have been part of it, uh, Dan, yes. for, for a long time. I, I get this sense, though. I don't feel like it's, the moment's going to be too big for the Jags. If they lose, it's not going to be because, oh, they couldn't handle the crowd or the playoff yeah, experience. So. It, 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 it's, you know, who makes plays? It's a talented team. You have I, – I said this earlier. could very well be facing four future Hall of Famers with – Reed and Mahomes, Kelsey, mm-hmm. and who knows where Chris Jones' career takes him, but if he stays healthy, that's not an outrageous assumption. That's a right. good football team, right, with with sustained success, with playoff-winning experience. You're going to have to make plays. You're going to have to make game-changing plays on both sides of the ball. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a great challenge. And uh, I will say this, too. And we've talked about this before, and it's, it's fascinating to look at the psyche of the of the fan because this is a this is just a mere step on the way for Kansas City fan, right? Sure. And if if the if Kansas City loses to Jacksonville, it would be devastating. I mean, the criticisms out here towards the Chiefs are incredible. But well, that's what happens. You nitpick when you get really Correct. good. You're you're comparing to the best of the best, not to yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. And so and so, uh, uh, you know, I always want to say to the fans, never take this for granted. And we in Jacksonville don't seem like we would, but if we made the playoffs seven years in a row and went to five straight AFC, t- you know, championship games and such, uh, maybe you do. You know, or not take it for granted, but expect more. Right. Right. I mean, if you're a Kansas City fan, it's it's this year was is and every year with Reed and Mahomes and Kelsey is Super Bowl or bust, isn't it? Um, yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, there's no there every City, every other outcome. You fall short of your goal, assuming that Kansas those three City are part Chiefs of it. Chiefs lose to the Dallas Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Thirty one to twenty nine. Bad year. <laughs> yeah. Disappointing year. That's fair. Here's the reality, too. It's not even Kelsey, and not, Kelsey's great. It's, it's Mahomes yeah. and Reed. As long as Mahomes and yeah. Reed are there, that's the expectation. And how many and, – and they've won how many division titles in a row? Um, Gosh, is it seven? Is it six or seven? Yeah. I think it's seven, right? Let me see. So they've won seven division titles in a row, and yet and, – and so we just won our second ever That's AFC hard to South believe because we've had some good teams. 21 years, two AFC South titles. Wow, it's amazing. And then two other AFC Central. Okay, well, there you go. So it is four it's total. four total. Yeah. Yeah, four total. Uh, let's see 20. what we got here with your That's old... in 28 years, Jeff. Oh, I'm aware. They won it in 22. They won it in 21. They won it in 20. They won it in 19. They won it in 18. They won it in 17. They won it in 16. They won seven straight. Seven straight. And we pointed out, I think this week, or we've talked about it before, because you wanted Andy Reid here. Yeah. They made the playoffs every year but one under Reid. What, what year did they hire him? That was 13, right? 2013. They immediately went 11-5. and five. Uh, They okay, lost so the, the Wild. Is- they, they lost that game, by the way, that shows up one point ahead of the Jaguars' comeback. 
That was they lost at Indy when they had the twenty eight point lead. Right. That first year. And then right. they went so, nine and seven and missed the playoffs. Then they had one more second place finish, and then they've rattled off uh, double digit wins in six in every year, uh, at twelve or more in five of those six straight titles. And and it's it's been an incredible ride. But you made the point that the Jags and the Chiefs were the two worst teams in the league. Fisher and Jokel, people remember, right? Fisher and Jokel in thirteen, and they hired Reed. They had Alex Smith. But they made the decision that he wasn't good enough. He and, and they drafted Mahomes not until 17. So Smith with Reed right. went 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17. And then they yeah. uh, he played 17, and Mahomes sat on the bench. They lost that year to the Titans. Right. And then the following year, Mahomes took over. He won his first playoff game against the Colts and then lost the AFC Championship in overtime to the Patriots. And, right. and since then, they won the Super Bowl. The year after that, they they lost the Super Bowl. The year after that, they Sweet. lost the AFC Championship. I mean, that's what they've done the last four or yeah. five years. That's what you... That's now, what you here's make. the thing, though. And again, this is where the grip would come into play if the Jags could do the unthinkable. You said Yeah, they, for sure. Well, they and, and, won the Super yeah. Bowl. Mm-hmm. They lost the Super Bowl. They lost the AFC Championship. Now they would lose in the divisional round. They would go crazy out here yeah. because they'd be going backwards in their minds. For sure. But they're not. That's the point. Um, it's just- no, they had – look, you can also see why they they, they switched off of, of Alex Smith because in 2016 they went 12-4, and four, lost in the divisional round on their first game. 2017 right. went 10-6, won the division, lost the wild card round to the Titans. So they then they switched to Mahomes and they won. But to your point – even the great teams, they have that year, like the old 49ers, got, they, where they just lose round one, shockingly, and they're gone. Mm-hmm. So Kansas City could be due for that kind of surprise. I, I uh, uncovered a degenerate game. Uh, oh. Degenerate Dan will, yes. will love these two little numbers that I've uncovered. Oh, okay? please. Yeah. A number on, one is this. On my, hold on. Yeah, go ahead. I'm getting on my phone right Do now. Do that. Go yeah. ahead. Make, go to your notebook you know, function yes. and, and write these down. All right? Yes. Doug Peterson has been an underdog in a playoff game six times as a head coach. Okay. Straight up won five of those six and covered all six. The Jags are comfy in this underdog role going to Kansas City would be my point out of that more than, you know, bet the farm on it. The second little, this is more uh, analytically degenerative, but... I think says a lot, none the same. So say that one more time. Doug Peterson is, has times. been an underdog in a playoff game six times as a head coach. He's five and one straight up, and he's covered uh, all six. He's won five of the six. That's correct. Wow. Um, well, he's only got. Hey, he, that means he's been an underdog in every one because he's five and two overall as I get, a coach. Uh, well, all but one. It sounds like. Well, you know, he was the underdog against the Patriots. He was the underdog against Atlanta at home, huh? I get. I'd have to look. I don't. I'm just going by. Which the, it could have been, by the way. Atlanta was yeah. coming off going to the Super sure. Bowl. Sure. So I'm gonna yeah. assume this. I'm not. I haven't vetted the stat, but it was. A, you know, it's a stat. It's I'm, a. You know, it wonder, was up on. Yeah. It was on ES, It was on Sports Centers where I saw it. Yeah. No. I, yeah. Yeah. I trust you. I'm All right. So anyway, there's that. Here. And here's another one. Okay. And again, I, I'm saying these things not to to you know for you know uh, mybookie.com. I, I say these because they can influence your comfort level going in. All right. The Jaguars this year, Dan, when they were the underdog, okay? Mm-hmm. So this, this this stat only applies to the underdog in all NFL games. Mm-hmm. They have performed to the point spread six points. They, they, they performed six points better than the point spread. In other words, 
on average, if they're a three-point underdog, they win by three. If they're a nine-point underdog, they lose by three, not nine. That's the biggest, you know, positive point spread um, uh, according to your underdog status of any team in the league as well. And I say these things because this is not a team. And back to the initial statement, the most not going to be too big for them, Dan. They're too battle scarred, right? They're battle scarred within games all year long, and they left Kansas City three and seven, boss. They were done. And yeah. they have built up a lot of battle scars and, and, and tough skin going 7-1 and one since then. So, let's go. Tee it up, right? Yes. Yeah, it's going to be a great uh, weekend. And, yeah, you got you to find out. Now, the Jags got a lot of benefit because back in the early day, you know, the 96 run, that helped that stat that you were just talking about, obviously. Because they were 18-point or 16-point dogs to Denver when they knocked them off. So, that would have made up a lot of those. No, I'm talking about goals. this year's Jaguars team as an underdog. Six points oh, to the bench. this year? Yeah, this season, oh, when the Jags are an underdog, they're oh. plus six oh. to the point spread of what they were. Yeah, no, I'm talking about wow. right now, this year. The 17 All games right. this year, however many they were a dog, which was probably 12. They Whatever this point spread was, they did six points better than their, than their underdog betting line on average. Love it. Right. Love it. That's what I mean. And so that's what speaks to this team's comfort level, I guess, is kind of what I'm, you know, is the point there. So, there, there are, you know, it's a business trip, too, but at the same time, you know, ride it out, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Never, don't, listen, these guys, all, we, we sit here and break this down every which way. These guys don't think about that kind of stuff, right? They just go and. Yeah, they, yeah, know, that's fair. They're, they're in more of the Roy Robertson-Harris mode of, I got you, bro. I don't think that Doug Peterson knows he's 5-1 and one straight up as an underdog. Right, right. But I think it does speak to you are obviously the NFL and Vegas are way underestimate Doug Peterson is the stat that I well, take. Well, when one of his sons tells him that, he'll go, oh, that's yeah. pretty good. They're way underestimating him in his career because through all those playoff runs, they've installed him and he's won straight up. And they're underestimating this year. The Jags were never that – they were never the underdog that Vegas said they were. Whether or not they won or lost the game, they performed six points better than that, that underdog spread. So um, – some good stuff. Some good stuff to check in our column, I guess. I love that. Can I uh, have the floor for just a second? You can have it for, like, you want it for an hour? No. Okay. I just wanted to wish uh, the young son a happy birthday. Oh, Turns I'll second 18 that. today, and I'm in Kansas City, but uh, he's going to have a big weekend with his godfather, so just a happy birthday to him as he turns uh, 18. Well, happy what birthday happened? to the boy I King. Remember, I, I dubbed him, I dubbed yes, him the boy did. King probably 15, mm-hmm. 14, maybe 16 years ago. Yeah. I used Brooks to of Palooza we once had. Those days oh. are gone, kid. Now no, it's adult not. life. No, they're not. Oh, they're not. They're about to be gone. But, <laughs> uh, uh, but it's, uh, yeah, so I used to think, though, selfishly, when we had Brooks, I was 42. Mm-hmm. So you can do the math when yeah. I think. Man, when he turns 18. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Oof. Yeah, that's Ooh. coming for you here ah. in a few months there, Urgh. buddy. Yeah, yeah. Old man White. I mean, what can you do? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're, you know where we are right now? Tell me. Overland you know Park. You're in Overland Park. Where you, you told us. Kansas City. <laughs> yeah. Kansas City. Here we come. You came. Yeah, you're there. Now conquer. That's all we ask, right? Game you saw, now now conquer. All right, let's take This, one, this one's going to test big game Dan now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, in, and there are so many. Ja- here's here's where you get a pass on Big Game Dan's uh, one loss record. Uh huh. There are a thousand people right now walking the streets of Jacksonville, thinking that they are the key to whatever little um, 
you know, whatever little superstition is working. We got people with haven't taken their Christmas trees down. We have people like me who have had a big life moments that they mark. You know, grandson's 4-0. I expect him to go undefeated in life. <laughs> and then when yeah, I was I talking about that, there was other people who said, well, I had an action. You know, my son was born two weeks yeah. before that. I'm 6-0, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah there, are, there are folks all around that think that they have the key to the win. It's because they've worn that same exact outfit now five, six weeks in a row. Well, uh, got to do it again. So, but, Don't but risk it. I, however, will hold you to that standard of big game, Dan, and you need to bring home a win because by my recollection, you've, you've been hit or miss of late. Well, here is the uh, here is the uh, Dan Hickens stat of the day against Stolen, as okay. always. All right, Doug Peterson uh, is fine. No, yeah, <laughs> that was a good one, by the way. But you know, these are these are two great ball clubs, Jeff. When I tell you, either the Jags or the Chiefs have played in every AFC Championship game since 2017. <laughs> uh, e, how is your TV? We'll oh, talk about it when we come back. We're up against it. I want to. Oh yeah, that's true. We TV need to do experience. that. And, yeah, we got the ten minute drug. Got some other stuff to get to. I've saved yeah. the football fix for some uh, play because you know it's a heavy weekend. It's a great weekend of, of football. So I've saved that for a little later this morning. We'll have uh, the quarterback whisperer will join us in the eight o'clock hour. We'll talk yes. a little puck with the Iceman. They've gotten hot. They've surged within a couple points of, of first place in the Southeast uh, Division. So we'll talk to their head coach and give you a little primer on what's going on uh, on ice as well. So Hick is live in KC. We are here in studio, and it's a GFL Friday on the drill. Hit it. All right, we're back. Uh, Hick is live in KC. He joins us now. Hello. Magic Can of you technology. hear me? Uh, yes. Richie, the Glugan, walked down the hallway. Uh, Shaking during, his head. During the break, and he said, in 30 years, he'll be able to do my job. So That's just right. 30 more years, and you'll have his his, his Richie wealth, sent me, his Richie wealth, sent me a video on, on how to remove the cable from the machine Good. if it gets stuck. A, nice. a how-to guide. He's, that it work? Richie is oh, you won't know nobody better than Richie. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent now. Uh, now the next goal, by the way, is to pack it back up and get the equipment to uh uh to uh Hayes Carlion. Oh who's wow. making oh. his way out mm. here with uh, me, I believe. So that's, that's I have a, to get, that's the, a real, get uh, the equipment to them. That that will not be confused. Though you three when it comes to technology will not be confused with some MIT study group. Also yeah. uh rented uh, uh a car okay. here uh-huh. and was and uh thank God with Marcel Robinson as my wingman was able to navigate around Kansas City late night last night. We didn't get here till 11.30, Jeffrey. And then just bebopped around. The guy and then we had to go do some television stuff for the morning. Sure. And, oh, yeah. oh, you're a mogul. Hey, that's the price of being a mogul. But speaking of TV, I want to hear how E's uh, He's national. coming back. He's right. He had to walk out for just a second. Oh, but oh you know what? local I, television. Huh, well, I local. wanted to ask you something first. Yes, yes. Okay, a couple of things here. Yes. Uh, first, from the Texan Design by Lifetime Enclosures this morning, uh, the Googans uh-huh. want to know if you will be performing tonight at John's Tavern for the for the for the gang out there. I think we are doing our if 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 it's we have to go scout it out. Okay. But if it's if it's feasible. Okay. All right. We are doing our uh, television show from Johnny's Tavern. Okay. Well, there you go. So yeah, you will be out and about with the uh, with the Googans. But I will make it. I will get over there at some point sure. because I've had. As some of my 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 friends will be there. Kansas City, here we come is kind of well, what they're asking for. So I don't. Sweet Jags of mine, okay. I don't know. All right, well, you know, we'll you see. don't know what's no. going to happen, Jeff. Yeah, I was you know, just. You I know what happens when I get a couple pops in me. Uh, it, you get liquored up, and it goes downhill for sure. All right. Um, <laughs> Good thing you're not going to be here. Otherwise, things would get crazy. Shirts would be coming off in this freezing yeah, cold. Perhaps. Uh, yeah, I'd be getting on your shoulders and doing yeah. cheers. Yeah, you know kind of like how. we were at the Hall of Fame. We embarrassed Correct. ourselves. Right, yeah. 
Um, I did not, by the way, buy a new outfit for this trip. Well, I, I think that was. I think that needs to be special just for Tony. So that that was a good move. You don't need. To, I haven't seen you wear the hat since. I mean, what happened with the whole? I have the I, hat. I've worn I, the hat a couple times. I thought you were going to become kind of hat guy. To be honest with you. Yeah, but, I love you know, that. That's your. Problem. I, I know you I, do. I'll yeah, keep my. Yeah. You know that. That's all that matters. You love that hat. Yeah, I do. So love I'm surprised that hat. I never see you in it though. I've not seen yeah. you in it one time since. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see where well, that goes. You know, quite frankly, the Hall of Fame was probably the last time you and I were together in a social setting. Well, I guess. <laughs> but the press box a bunch of times, that's a hat hat joint. No? You is can't wear a, a game joint? Day? I don't know. Is it? You I wore it you to could, a football. Yeah. Isn't that kind of where you wore it? Yeah, yeah. Then you right. did not wear the hat out to the night, though, did you? Or did you? The hat um, was, just a, was just the induction ceremony, right? Correct. When we went to Tony's induction party. Induction ceremony only. Yeah, yes. I got you. All right. Um. This was an interesting. I didn't want to steal the moment from sure. Tony at his own yeah, party. That's, you know, that's yeah. why I didn't wear the blue suit. Same thing. Correct. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I uh, I have this question on the text line. It's a good one, yeah. and it's an uh-huh. easy one for me, but it, the answer can change in about 48 hours. Okay? Here's yes. the question. Where does this Jaguars team rank in franchise history? Uh, it's definitely, it's definitely like off the top of my head, top three is what I throw it in. Wow. Um, See, I got to put it fourth. I got to put it behind every team that made the championship game. But, but here's why, well, and that's fair, and that's fair. But here's how I would respond. This season-wise has been as memorable as any that we've ever had in terms of the comebacks and what we've and what the fans have been able to participate and be a part of. I think makes it a little bit more special. The fun factor, me. you're right, but shouldn't you, if you're ranking a team, you know, uh, in in history for its for yeah. its power and how good they were, shouldn't the yeah. one loss shouldn't the one loss record matter? I yeah, mean, shit, right. All, it all should matter. I mean, you're, this is uh, they're they're charming, and they've been the cardiac cats, and it seems like mm. they're built to last. And there's a lot of positives. And if they beat Kansas City this weekend, we got a new conversation because no team yeah. has done better than the AFC uh, title game appearance. By the way, because because and, and, and there's like 96 unexpected, 99 disappointing yeah. in a way. Yeah, right. 17. As great unexpected. of a year as it yeah. was, we were 14 and for two. sure. Definitely disappointed. More disappointing. But it was a disappointment in there. 100. percent because we had been peaking, we had been heading towards this is fi- 96, 97, 98, 99 was finally going to we be. All, it. We, 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 we were we all but had hotel reservations, all of us, to go to Atlanta for the Super Bowl. There's no, I, it's right. as big a sports disappointment as I've had in my life, and there've been a yeah. bunch, you know, coming yeah. from our background. So yeah, yes. no, I, I would agree one hundred percent. Seventeen would be the other one, and that was a great year too, and it was a magical ride. But again, I I would take. And we went to the and we lost to New England by four points. But I would take I think this ride over that. I ride. Would, well, I, just, I, I think seventeen is always going to be a victim of what happened from there. Like if seventeen, yeah, yeah, yeah. fun gets dumbed down because it blew up so fast and so yeah. ugly that you know I, I think it'll ultimately kind of pull and away from that team's legacy. Unfortunately, this is where that all started. It was October of eighteen when we came out here. He doinked it off we the helmet. Were th- we were three and one. Yeah, we had the Patriots. the Patriots. Yeah. Blake was awesome against the Patriots and I think the Jets in September. Mm. Had two huge games, and he came out here and lost his way, and the team lost its way, and we got back to back mollywomped by molly-womped. Kansas City you and hate Dallas. Mollywomped ever. Oh, Kansas City and Dallas. Remember that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Both yeah. just incredible. Uh, what do you call them? Molly Wampings. Molly yeah. Wampings. Molly Wamped back to back. Hopefully, no uh-huh. Molly Wamping this weekend. Um, 
It, then there's this also, and then we'll get to ET's TV uh, extravaganza oh, yeah. yesterday. I know you're just dying to hear that. that I that, gotta hear that, it. I didn't. That see hits it, right so. at your instinct. So I'll I'll let you uh, grill him on that. It'll be a grilling ET. So get ready. Yes. I'm with it. All right. Um, such is the nature of our business that a guy that we were coming to the defense of just a couple of weeks ago is now, uh, you know, villain number one in Jaguar Nation's sights right now, and that's Shannon Sharp yeah. for the. Yeah. I mean, it was a cheap here's shot. The it was a dunk, an it's, ignorant It's statement. inaccurate, though. Yeah, right. It's, it's not fair to put a – it's one thing if you're talking about stats or facts. Well, tell people what he said. Didn't he say what they were in front of 50,000? Yeah, sure. 42. Or Four, yeah, what is that, man? Yeah, I know. How can you even say that, though? You can't say they, – they were talking about Trevor – that was such an innocent comment that's been blown out of, I know. Out of whatever. So, But Trevor, basically, when he was asked about Arrowhead, which is, by documentation, the loudest uh, building in the AFC. I don't know if it's louder than Seattle, but whatever. You know, but he basically said, I don't know if anything could be any louder than what we had this week. Right. Big deal. Moving on. It was an innocent statement sure. that everybody's tried to make. Listen, and by the way, here's the best thing. What, you think Kansas City fans weren't going to be loud, but now they are? Right. I mean, <laughs> but 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 for Sharp to say that somehow Trevor's out of line and then just, you know, say what, they 42,000 were at the game? You're an idiot. Yeah. Well, he's bitter. He's bitter about 96. Well, maybe, but maybe. Uh, but, I mean, we really came to his defense in that whole, you know, Skip Bayless. It's hard to do a show with Skip Bayless and you be the ass, but congratulations, Shannon Sharp. Yeah, you pulled it off yeah. yesterday. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more, and I thought that was um, – it was weak. It was weak on his part, and, and the fans know that. And you know what? He makes himself look ignorant by saying things of that ilk. All right. I mean, um, get, we always ask on those talk shows, and I think, listen, we understand the small market challenges of being a little old Jacksonville, but you know what? Our fans are and, – and one thing we've learned is they're, they're, they're proud and they're loud. And, and if you had even paid a lick of attention to Jacksonville, not just this week but the last two weeks – you would have seen what we know. So, yeah, right? um, yeah, for sure. And 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 I, you look. I get doing. No one knows this better than me. Who went from not like I'm some standard, but what I mean right. is, I went from a day to day responsibility of covering news. Right. I mean, we, what we right. did in TV right. and is you go that day, you turn it that day. You're day to day to day to day. Okay. Sure. Which carries a little bit different responsibility than if you're if you have time to soak in and you're more opinion driven and subject talking, but if you're national, even in that format, you have some obligation to to truth to facts. Correct. And Correct. so when you go on and you give this blanket assumption about Jacksonville football, this blanket description that is completely inaccurate, well, that's hitting every corner. Well, uh, granted, the show's not watched by a ton of people. But everyone you hit, you're, you're giving them an accurate, it's fake news, I mean, so to speak. And so right. that's what's disappointing about that. I mean, at least be keep it real, you know? Right. And I hope, right. and Jaguar Twitter is is is, oh, is, yeah. is vicious. Go it. get him. <laughs> he deserves it. it, right? Yeah, they've already it. jumped on him. He's, yeah, yeah don't worry and he about ba- that. And, you know, and these guys won't back off, you know? that's nah. what, I, Speaking of not backing off, we got yeah. a lot of cool stuff to get to, and I've saved a bunch for the football fix. Uh, but Wonderful. But... I got another problem with Brandon Staley. Okay. Oh, no. I do. Oh, and, no. and, and, you know, he's back. He had his final presser a couple of days ago and, you know, yes. said he was never worried about being fired, blah, blah, blah. And that's all fine. You do tend to get all riled up in the moment. In a month from now, no one's going to remember Brandon Staley blowing it for the Chargers. We'll have a title. No one will have ever thought the Chargers were championship material. But I do have a problem when you make a mistake as a coach. It was a mistake to play Mike Williams, Hick. 
Sure. It's in, it's in, it's like undoubtedly a mistake. You you can't put it in any other context than it was a huge mistake. And 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 then the mistakes mounted on top of that. But when asked, would he do it differently? He said no. I, you can't say that, dude. You just made yeah. a horrific mistake that was was horrific. Torn apart by football minds all over television, all over media, all over the just the league. They all said how awful a decision it was. And so for you to come back in your season ender and to say you wouldn't do anything differently, I, I would call you into my office and say, you know what, I've changed my mind, you're fired. <laughs> I mean, I would. You are the you are the all time fire guy. I do. I mean, some are the for, history of that's of fireable. You. Hey, there's a lot of kickers. That kick you missed. That's it. You're not getting on the plane. You're fired. You know. Sometimes and we've. <laughs> I got Sean Payton out there. You know, on the landscape to be gotten, and yeah. I got a coach saying that next year in the same position in a meaningless yeah. game, he's going to yeah. trot out our starters. No, well, let's not do that again. Yeah, let's, let's not, not do, that, do again. that again. All right, let's do this. We've we're ahead, so let's break and then come back. And we'll get into ET's uh, television performance yesterday. Right. I know all you right. have all the questions that inquiring minds want to know. I mean, we're now brothers in television. That's so. right, the three of us. All yes, right. three brothers in in multimedia. So, all right, well, we uh, have a we have a prize pack, I'm sure. So, be kind and be courteous right now to E at six four one ten ten. And on this pre Jaguars uh, uh, a weekend, you could be a winner already. For sure, that's a great way to start the win. Let's get another one tomorrow, and we'll be back on a GFL Friday. After we take caller number four, let's do it. Six four one ten ten. What are they getting today? E? Oh, they're getting a pair of tickets to JJ Gray's Blackwater Soul Review, including Brothers of a Feather on April fourteenth at the St. Augustine Amphitheater. All right, we're back here on the drill. It's a GFL Friday. That's Green for Life. Let them handle all your commercial roll-off needs. You want to be buttoned up and is it, it is you know professional. As your client expects, and you get that with GFL, that's Green for Life. My man Dan Hicken, live in Kansas City, ready to get his yes. ready to get his groove on today. But can you hear me? I can. I hear you loud and clear, my friend. Um, How do I sound? You sound delicious. Wonderful. Um, yes. <laughs> sound like ear candy. Um, you have questions for ET. I'll let you handle these. I, do. I, I don't get quite as engaged in. In I, I know you now. Look, you're a Professor Emeritus, you've been in the business Thank for you. 40 years. I, I know you yes. like I know you like to play this role. You put on a cardigan and you get down to business with the business. So well, you know, e, did in you the business tel- with the business. So uh, you e, are you ready? Your television debut yesterday. How you, did that go? You know it. Oh, yeah, you know yes. it. Went well. Yes, sir. Yes. It went well, man. Was, I um. Is that with our girl Eden? Is that who you're with, Eden Kendall? No, I was oh. with uh, Jan Angel. Okay. Now, E, did you? Uh, did what you, was did the show? Give... What are we talking about here? Let's set the let's set the baseline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's one of the hosts of uh, River City Live. Okay. Channel Four, I believe. Okay. And uh, you know they wanted to do a segment with your boy. What did they want? What was the genesis? What was the idea? They said, "Hey, we got to get that guy." Well, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm one of the bigger uh, Jaguars in, uh, influence uh, influencers in the city. Okay. Um, yes. Enthusiasts, and you know, they wanted that energy. Gotcha. They wanted to, you know, like a little bit of my backstory. Okay. Yeah. And so, yeah. how did it go? What did you do? Were you interviewed, or did you hype them up? What happened? Well, yeah. Why don't why set? Where why have you? you not brought a clip? I mean, you've you've just. I don't understand why you didn't come prepared with a clip from yesterday's. You should appearance. have a clip. E. I mean, actually, that's I, producing I, 101 right there. I got clips. 
I got it. Well, I just haven't posted anything yet. Um, oh, all right. You know, it's going to debut, I want to say today at 11 a.m. Okay, well, there you go. Oh, it hasn't been on yet. No, it hasn't they been on yet. taped it yesterday. Right. Oh, right. you on TV has not been on yet. I thought you were on yet. Oh, you taped something that's going today. Uh, right, because. Oh, well, then we'll have to have this conversation on Monday then. Their show is, um, their, their show is at, on at 11 a.m., and, you know, your boy's busy. You're doing his thing at 11 a.m. That's true. Me? That's not that you are making things happen, so. All right. Well, there you go, Hick. Well, what was the what was the uh, were you in the studio then? Actually, we we uh, did it right in front of the stadium, right in front of the statue, the Jaguar statue. Oh, okay, wonderful, wonderful. And, now and moving forward, you know. Uh, you, now, you, E, one thing is when it's taped, some of the clips can be left on the cutting room floor. So what you might think is a a five or ten minute you know segment may end up being like a thirty second thing, E. Oh yeah. True. So oh, hopefully I, you did I, well I, throughout the interview. I know all about that. I know all about that. <laughs> And with you being the media mogul, you know, I yes. think now, you know, reference me as media mogul JR. You feel me? Oh. Junior. <laughs> MMG like JR. MMJR. Yeah. Oh, I like it. There you I go. Like I mean, we got it. Seems like I have a battle for mogul them around here. No, 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 no. Look, yeah. all, there can only be one media sure. mogul. Yeah, you yes. bet. Yes. So I'll, yes. I'll gladly take the JR. <laughs> well, there we go. So, well, uh, if you guys want to see E. Uh, so that's coming up later today. Type it up today on. Later today and on Channel 4. On Saturday as well. Oh, they're going to just. Oh, they, they run look it three at times. You. you get royalties for that. You're going to get extra pay for that or not? Run it. Yeah. <laughs> I need my coins. Not quite sure. Run it, baby. Um, did you see the. Um, God, we'll go quick here because we've got the, the whisperer, but ESPN uh, ranked the rookie classes. Did you see that? No. Yeah. Um, Talk to me. Well, I, there's a couple of things that are confluencing here. One is this. One is how D.A. Wrong, the 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 hardcore pushback against Trent, Trent Baalke a year ago. That was wrong. We were, yeah. we were all wrong. The media was wrong. The fans were wrong. You yep. know, to, to insinuate that he's a clown or doesn't know what he's doing or anything else is wrong. This is a good young football team for the most part, Dan, that he put together. So... Mia culpa to everyone when it comes to, to Trent Balky and his capability of building a winner. I, I winner Balky when it comes to that. And to his uh, credit, Dan, he never he never bit. You know, he never got involved in all that, right? right. I, yeah, he he had the blinders on. He wasn't paying any attention to you know to to all of that. Well, we we've already noted just how potentially great last year's draft class was going to be, right? Right. The one that had Trevor and ETN and Cisco. Now Walker Little is playing. Which last year at this time we, we weren't were questioning. Sure. Yeah, we weren't sure. Well, think about it. ETN hadn't played. Correct. Right. Walker, Walker Little, Little hadn't played. Right. Um, Tyson Campbell was getting beat. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Cisco, yeah, couldn't, couldn't play the ball. Urban didn't know who Andre Cisco was. <laughs> yeah, I should have played more, maybe. <laughs> you know? So. Yeah. So, I mean, that, so, yeah, so at this time last year, there were questions, which were okay. fair, but yeah. they're true. All right. Yeah. So now you, you fast forward to, to this year. Yeah. What to you would be, except, look, last year, I think when we look back on last year's class, and we don't pre, we're not looking at every single other team that it drafted last year, but it's safe to say that draft's going to shake out as like a top three draft. It's always going to have Trevor. It may be the number one draft class in five no years. No question. Right? It's no going to stay there. Yeah. So. You know, the key to building a great team is following it up, right? What would you think? Let's, you know, when we think about this year's rookie class, where do you think it ranks compared to the rest of the league? And we have uh, Trayvon, just to reset, we got Trayvon Walker, right? It's he's so hard. Started. I mean, I don't have the classes in front of me, but it's, look, Trayvon has not been what, you know, he's like 
okay, for example, if you look at the top 10 rookie performances this year, or the top 10 rookies this year, Trayvon's not in the top 10. Yep, I've, so seen a, a, I've seen a few of those lists. That's fair. I haven't seen him on any of them. And Hutchinson right, so that's is a pro- two or that's three on most of them. Yeah. That's a problem. Okay. Now, again. Doesn't mean but, he's not a good player and he hasn't impacted and, the team. And there's also the upside. You know, it's going to take some time, I think, more than a guy who was ready-made. If, uh, if Balky is counting on him exploding in years, you know, two and three. So, uh, Devin Lloyd started out like a house of fire and then obviously uh, came back to earth some. So. But still, between he and Muma, they've they've, they've yeah. manned that position pretty good. They've Fortner's gotten been terrific. Fortner's been so, terrific. I don't think Fortner's getting enough love around so the league. So, Fortner makes up for, <sighs> you know, some of that. Uh, and the others, uh, you know, uh, Buster Brown played some – Somewhat meaningless football earlier this year as a cornerback. Uh, Snoop Connor, you know, it doesn't look like that's going to be a, you know, a great pick. There, there's been a void there, and he's not been able to fill it a, as a rookie. Um, well, if you look at all the, and listen, and we do know this, we know the pitfalls of a draft class. We've experienced them. So other teams, right. you know, it's not like every team is hitting home runs at all seven rounds. So I'll, you know, skip the the rest of the, you know, pre course and just tell you the Jags number six rookie class this year, Rick. Six. All right. uh, they write number one overall pick. Trayvon Walker had all the attention, but he was not the Jags' most valuable rookie. Instead, third-round pick Luke Fortner went directly into the starting lineup at center, played all 17 games, finished 100%. finished second among offensive linemen in in their evaluation points. He also had a low 1.8% blown block rate, just one sack allowed. Yeah, he had a ter- his, his year's been underplayed. Walker did start 14 games, had 33 pressures, three and a half sacks. They got plenty of value from two off-ball linebackers. Um... In fact, Lloyd was second among rookie defenders in total defensive plays behind Jalen Petre of the uh, Texans. So, man, that's how you get good and stay good is when you hit on not just a draft class, but consistently hit. Yes. You know, and you're not going to get them all, Dan, but get three or four three- to five-year contributors from each draft class and, and, and partner that up with a dominant quarterback, and you're going to be fine. Well, we need to ask the whisperer. Uh, the, the, the buzz out here is that they want to stop ETN. Yeah, I heard that too. I and just, so I get I don't it. Know. But I, I, not yeah, to the but, point of allowing more in the yeah. passing game. Yeah, the question that we'll ask the whispers, you know, can Trevor Lawrence throw it fifty times and win a game? Well, we'll find out. We'll talk to uh, Denny Thompson, the quarterback whisperer. Hick is live in uh, in Kansas City. Et and I are here in the comfy studios of Ten Ten XL, and yes. we'll continue with the Jags Chiefs talk next on a GFL Friday on the Drill. Welcome back. It, look, it's not like we need a daily reminder. Dan Hicken, who joins us live from Kansas City. Kansas City, there he is. Um, yes. Look, Hick, the, the, the secret is out, right, how important the quarterback position is. But, man, could it be any more evident than it is in this this AFC Final Four as we uh, load up the quarterback whisper here momentarily, right? I mean, yeah. four best quarterbacks in the AFC. Does Trevor get to take that from Justin Herbert just because he beat him the other night? Or no, that's still TBA. Probably I mean, TBA be, in fairness, right? TBD. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating to watch over the next few years. But, you know, I, I think Jag fans are riding high with their guy right now. And they should be. Well, and, and, and there is no denying this. The four best teams are the four remaining teams in the AFC. Imagine saying that. Forget records. Forget, forget everything else. Because those are four division winners. All four of them, right? right? Bengals, Bills, right. Chiefs, Jags. They've got the four best point differentials in the AFC this year. 
and probably the four best quarterbacks. Let's bring in the quarterback whisperer. You know, Denny Thompson, I'll say this. No matter the sport and no matter the position, when you get to talking about the best of the best, I mean, we're we're splitting hairs here, dude. I mean, if you're going to argue Joe Burrow versus, you know, Trevor Lawrence versus Josh Allen, it's... I mean, you're gonna have you're gonna have your arguments on on a few different sides, you know? Yeah, man. It's like I don't understand why we always have to make it about that right. because it, it it's a really cool thing right now. They've got that we've got going in the NFL. It's young quarterbacks who everybody wants to watch, and and we went through a long period of time with it being Tom Brady, and I love that's my favorite quarterback, my second favorite quarterback of all time. But he's not the most exciting guy to watch. And then Kyler Murray came in, and you're like, oh, there's a little excitement. Well, now the league is literally littered with these guys that just make every game so much fun. So the league's in good hands, man. I, I Instead of comparing them, I'd rather just enjoy each one of them. There may be more coming. I mean, it's going to be fascinating to watch, you know, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud and Will Levis and your guy yep. A.R. and see if one of those guys can make – their way into that elite class well i had a i had a conversation with somebody pretty high up like assistant general manager this week just about the quarterback position not about any of those guys and we just got to talking about how unique it is that you know within the next five or ten years every team's going to have two to three capable quarterbacks not superstars but there's just so much depth at that position right now that, that what you hope is that a quarterback injury in the future doesn't ruin a season because there's somebody that can slide in and play. You know, right. 80% that guy is instead of 30%. So, no, I just think it's an interesting time for football, for the NFL, for college football. Like, it, there's a lot of storylines going on. But I'll tell you guys this, this city is so much more fun and so much more happy right now and it's, oh, it's just unreal what an NFL team can do to it for a city well um that's that's for sure what notice we didn't I didn't include Mahomes in that category and Denny while you just said that you'd prefer not to compare them all and rank them I have Patrick Mahomes is more than deserved yeah. the, the the title as the best overall what is it that with, with what we just talked about as the backdrop, so many good young quarterbacks, some getting experienced and becoming even better. What is it about Mahomes that separates him from the pack? And he's got the best, you know, uh, postseason passer rating ever. He's already got a title. He's already got MVP. He's he's established himself there. What is it about him that has him, however small that gap is, has a gap between him and the rest? Yeah, he seems to be the first guy that checks every single box in this kind of new age quarterback. He's very fluid. He's athletic. His arm is as strong as he needs it to be. He can layer the balls. I mean, he can he can throw a bunch of different types of balls. We've all seen the arm angles, all those kind of things. So it's like when you look at what Joe Montana was to his generation, um, you know, when passing really became something that you needed to do to win football games, Joe Montana was really the first guy that was equipped to lead and pass and distribute the ball and all that kind of stuff and now the way the game's being played now off of RPOs and more creativity and and smaller windows now Mahomes is that guy and so I think you know he's kind of the blueprint for what I think we're going to see quarterbacks attempt to look like in the future Um, his arm talent is just off the charts good I mean you just you really cannot imagine how good as arm talent is so it'll be hard for somebody to replace what he's doing but I think that's what that's what makes him is he's almost taken this position that was in a little bit of a a gray area stuck between old and new 
and he is he's almost taking this and said, all right, guys, this is how you dig into this, and this is how you make this position work now. And I think everybody's looking at it going, wow. I mean, he and Andy Reid are both doing this. You, you watch their game, and it's just so creative, his throws, the play calls, the motions, the shifts. It confuses your eye so much, and the next thing you know, they got a guy running wide open in a league that nobody's ever opened in. We got they the, are creative. Got they the quarterback whisperer on the Farah and Farah phone lines. Boy, you couldn't have two different situations when it comes to that important position of quarterback in these two conference divisional rounds, right? The AFC, we just said. I mean, those those are the that's the future of the position. It would seem. Um, and then you go over on the other side. Your guy Purdy forced into action in San Francisco. Dak has seemed to regress this year. Daniel Jones has been on the verge of getting fired for four years, and Jalen Hurts is emerging into his own. Is, is what kind of unknown does that put into what could happen? Are we more likely maybe to see an upset in one of those two, or do we like? It sure seems to me that the the 49ers and the Eagles are for real good. Y- y'all agree with that? Yeah, I I think that I think it's more that I, I think it's more chalk. I think it's more like those. Yeah. When you look at those two teams and the way they've been constructed at the master class, it, it's like when you look at the weapons they have in San Francisco and the depth that they have in the front seven and on defense in Philly, these are deep, deep, deep teams. And so I, I think the, the the lack of star power or firepower at quarterback probably favors those teams that can line up and just do whatever they want to do. And, and listen, Jalen is the real deal. If, if Jalen was in the AFC, we'd be talking about him the way we're talking about these other guys. And I think Daniel Jones has a lot of really good qualities that we're starting to see him get comfortable with the game and the game slow down, and those qualities are starting to show more and more and more. So I, I think long-term Daniel Jones can be a good player. And obviously, you know, what Brock has done uh, has not just been impressive, but, I mean, it's, he, he's done so much in a such a big deal on that side that our website traffic and our social media traffic on the West Coast has increased by <laughs> like tenfold. So I mean it's just it's it's unbelievable what, what Brock's doing. Denny, with all that said, and you keep talking about this new wave of quarterback play and Daniel Jones is a, another great example because of how athletic he is. You mentioned Jalen Hurts. Mahomes is the king where does this put Tom Brady? Because I don't think Tom Brady's going to retire. And Jeff and I kind of went at it a little bit about Tom Brady this week, and he done. I'm, I'm just yeah. Jeff thinks he's done. I think if in the in the right situation, well, I think I know he's going to play again because he's an NFL addict. But I'm just right. wondering, can he win in the right situation? Yeah, I was looking where, through. Where do you think he is? Like, is his? Well, does he? Yeah, just talk about it. I was looking through rosters the other day. Just curious about, you know, like Anthony and landing spots and stuff like that. And I think mm-hmm. I may have said this to you guys. Like, when you look at that Oakland roster, mm-hmm. it is built for somebody like Tom Brady. I mean, it really is. And and you got McDaniels there and all that kind of stuff. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if he pops up and Tom Brady owns a little part of the team and ends up being Mr. Vegas. Like, that, that wouldn't shock me. And when you look at what they've got at weapons, he doesn't have to move around. And I don't think – like, cognitively, I don't think anything's different about Brady. Can He's I interrupt you real quick for a question yeah. when it comes to that? Because yeah. future's important. And, and, you know, the word that's filtered out here is Tom Brady wants to go to a place where he can win. You cannot yep. win a Super Bowl in Oakland, in, in Vegas. There's too many good teams, too many better. Those quarterbacks I just mentioned are all better than him. He's great. Yeah, I, you know, listen, so I just. It'd be a huge challenge. Yeah. I, I mean, but that's what, also what we're talking about with Brady is, like, the only successful thing for him is to win a Super Bowl. 
And I think that's the difference in he and the end of Montana's career, which is the second time we've mentioned him. But was that, he wanted to go somewhere where they let him play. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Like Brady, we, he, we got him such a high standard. It's like, oh, he, he's got to go somewhere in the Super, Super Bowl the first year. But I'm telling you, man, if there's a spot that he can do it from a roster, it's it's probably something along the lines of Vegas. And you know that's what he's going to be well, looking for. Well, the, they've got the elements that he likes, right? they got the tight end who's dynamic. they got the slot receiver worth Renfro. they got one of the best players in Adams. I just, man, at some point, man, we, we talk about father time, and now all of a sudden we're to the very end, and people want to act like it doesn't exist. I I, just, I'm kind of in that. Yeah. I'm kind of in that, Jeff. I yeah. just am such a fan of watching him, and yeah. I'm going to hate the day that he's not playing. So I'm kind of in that camp. I think we're going to have, and you know this, you know, we're going to have a day where just off the cliff it goes. I just see more and yeah. more. I've never seen Tom. I've never watched games with Tom Brady like I did this year where a crossing pattern, the ball hits three feet in, in front and left of the receiver. I mean, just some bizarre. And I, I know there's there's factors that go into it, and there's this is in no way at all disregarding any of Tom Brady's greatness. He's, he's the GOAT and no. can still win. I just really question if a team is bringing in Brady to win a championship, I think they're just delaying their growth for another three years for the young guy who could develop and get him one. But – yeah, I yeah. I mean, there's probably a lot of truth to that. And whoever brings them in is going to have to play it the right way and probably also draft somebody because he's only got a year or two. But, you know, the the weird thing and the confusing thing for me, and Philip Rivers did this at the end of his career, is like Tom Brady just threw for 420 yards two weeks ago. Right. Like, and then and then you watch him in this playoff game, and Jeff, you're right. Like, he just looks discombobulated. Like, he doesn't belong out there. So I, I don't really know which Tom Brady it is, but I know this, that Joker, if he's going to come out and play in August, he's going to be ready to play. I agreed. Danny, I want to ask you, uh, uh, it's it's that time of the quarterback whisperer segment where I try to make you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, good. good. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I feel like that hasn't happened yet today. Right. And so, and I, I'm curious, my, my take on the Rashada thing as we go down the road is because yesterday on social media, a lot of chatter about, you know, you, you guys are wrong. Who's I'm not, I don't care who's right or wrong. What I want to know is who's responsible. Like, in other words, who is it? Is it the collective's fault for signing him? Is it the athletic director's fault? Or is the athletic director saying, well, I didn't know. Is it the head coach's fault? Wouldn't everything go through the head coach as far as some sort of budget? Ultimately, and again, we don't know the numbers. I think we're all in agreement that it wasn't $13 million as as continues to be reported. But there, and and I'm not saying heads need to roll. I just want to know how do you fix this from not happening again and not be, because it's embarrassing for the school, I think. Yeah, I, I, there's so much information on this that I've heard that I don't know if it's true or not. But one right. really unique thing I heard in the last two days is in the state of Florida, it's like most states, and we all know this, you're not supposed to use NIL for recruiting and the head coach can't meet about an NIL thing and all that kind of stuff. But Correct. There are other states where they have written into legislature that the head coach can be in, in, included in those when they when they made this legal that the head coach can be included in these meetings. Now I don't know how that works because you're not supposed to use it for enticement. So I I'm not going to dig into the to, to the nitty gritty here. But my point is when I heard that, it made me really kind of think that like okay by the rules Napier is not supposed to know anything that's going on, 
And right. by the rules, Strickland's not supposed to know anything that's going on. And so there's, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's, uh, what's his name down there, the attorney or who it is that's supposed to be interacting with these kids. But I think the one thing, there's two things we know for sure. There's the one thing we know for sure is this is all money related. And right. this kid was told something that was not delivered. And so the dad hit a jack. And the second thing that we know for sure that I think is just as important is Florida is not going to pay a 17 or 18 year old millions and millions and millions of dollars. This is about the third or fourth time that this has happened, this recruiting cycle where you've heard, well, this has been lost over money. Right. The guys right. that, that apparently want the, the pancakes do, the uh, Cormani McLean, there have been a few along yeah. the way that you, at least we thought that. You never know. You never know for sure. Um, here's a hey more. Guys, ta- I'm not. I don't have a problem with that. By the way, that's yeah. where I was going. Like, I, I think that's a decision they've made at a university that a lot right. of universities have made, and I and, and I don't have an issue with that. Well, we'll see how it affects the, their competitive level. Ultimately, that, that's back, what will answer the question. It does go back to what I was saying in August, and that is, if you want the five stars, a lot of these five stars, you got to pay them. Well, okay, do you have to, in today's day and age, do you have to pay them up front or do you have to get them on the tail end? Do you have to keep them? Because I think there's two recruitments that go on for these kids. Well, that's true. Yeah. yeah and so I, the, the wise money, I think, will be used in the portal. I, I, I wouldn't give money to high school kids. Well, I, amen I would, to that. I mean, if, Denny, if you were going to pay a quarterback a couple, a million dollars, two million, five million, you're not, why would you pay an 18 year old? You go pay Caleb Williams because you know what he can do. Or, you know, right. somebody and, along those lines. Right. And I think that's what we're going to have to get used to in college football is, is because that's all common sense, right? Like, you don't give a 17-year-old right. $10 million. You would think. But a, 20, but a 21-year-old who's balled out for two years. Yeah. Okay, right. yeah, they become a very I, I almost think I almost think they should be, make it more official. And you're not allowed to get NIL money until after your first year. That seems completely fair to me. No one's going to fall in some hole of poverty in one year that they can't work their right. way out of. I. I want a more tangible sign here, okay? I have a question for you, Danny, quarterback expert. Would you rather have Walker Howard or Spencer Sanders or Graham Mertz? Uh, Spencer Sanders. Okay, would you rather have Walker Howard or Graham Mertz? I'm going to go Walker Howard. Yeah, because well, we got the third school. guy there. You know, we beat everybody yeah, to oh, the yeah. punch and got the other. Meanwhile, not Alabama or Georgia or LSU or some – you know, a tradition-laden unit picked up both Walker Howard and Spencer Sanders, and by the way, already have a quarterback better than the one in Gainesville. So, okay, you know, there are places so, you can on. point. Let, let yeah. me talk you off the ledge here, Jeff. Yeah. Let me uh-huh. talk you off the ledge. Okay. I said this on Frangie's show. All right. There's another play here if you're Florida that's super wide. Okay. And you let all of this madness happen in uh-huh. December and January, and then you come back in May, and all these schools that we think have it figured out are going to have two guys hit the portal. And now you don't you haven't promised your starting job, and so you now you've got another pick. And so it's your, think, this is a genius move, then. I don't think Florida <laughs> starter for next year is on their roster. Well, I uh, I, I hope you're right. I, I mean, I, here here's what it looks like. I mean, and I'm not even being facetious. It looks like Billy Napier wants to just hand the ball off seventy times a game, like it's 1970, and and yeah. the quarterback doesn't matter. In the time, it's the most important position in the game. I, it's just well, Jeff. Well, like, no, it is just one that. game. Yeah. I, you know, but I but but it, it, listen. One thing that Napier has done, which is a positive, is he's building inside out. Okay. I mean, he has got a lot of dudes coming in who are defensive linemen, and that's one area that he really worked on. 
and he's hit the portal hard for the offensive line to replace the guys yeah, I know. who are leaving and got some decent football players. So I think he, in that respect, now how what he does with those dudes, that remains to be seen, and that goes along the lines of what you're saying. Yeah. Anyway. I've gotten to know I've gotten to know him fairly well, and I uh-huh. there's one thing I promise you guys. In those staff meetings, he's looking at this quarterback position, and he's going, "We got to improve this too." Like uh, he understands what's going on. He's he's about the most organized guy that I've ever been around in my life, and I think they're right. having to maneuver around some challenges at the university, and and maybe with some other people they're competing with, but. They know what's going on, and that's why I don't think it was their plan to go, hey, we're going to strike in the spring. But I think when you look at this and and you start to hear the rumors about guys that could be entering after spring practice, there's going to be plenty of opportunity for – Okay, I hadn't thought of that. So that's that's, that's why you're the whisperer. That's a very good point to bring to the table. And, Denny, so did I see that now the Lakeland corner is going to Colorado? Yes, for Marty McLean. Yeah, Yeah, I saw that yesterday. I didn't know that until last night either. And then, and then Rashada, he won't go to Miami either, because I somebody I think I saw something that said Washington was jumping in on him. Is is he not going to the U? Is he going elsewhere? I then? can't keep. It. I don't know. I'm the worst people to ask about recruiting like that. Yeah, I don't know. I listen the Rashada thing for me. I don't know the kid. I've seen him throw, and it's 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 nice. It's beautiful. He's got a lot of talent. But man, at some point, like. Okay, the red flags have to start popping up everywhere. Right. I mean, this kid, this kid is – he has found his way into the center of attention for the last six months over over two schools. So, I mean, at some point, like, you, you just got to go play some football or something. It'll be interesting right. to see how this thing all – it, it can – it's not going to survive. It's, you're going to shed fans. You're going to – it, it cannot survive the way it is. So, we're, I, it'll be interesting to see what the – ultimate solution is but uh anyway yep. that that's that's the whisperer bringing his expert opinion here oh yeah as we get ready for yeah. a quite a quarterback weekend especially in the afc with four, those four dudes uh going so denny have a terrific uh weekend you all you got your game day plans all set up oh man i'm excited i'm just hey listen zeroed in for the jack game and then Brock game and then uh the philly game and if, if philly and the 49ers win i'll be a philly next week for that nfc championship and I'd rather be here watching it, honestly, on on TV, especially if you've got Tyson Sound of Security hooking up your whole system for you. So make sure you guys get Tyson Sound of Security. A lot of you guys have, but they do amazing work. Three TVs, one remote, super clean, super easy. You know, it's interesting, Denny, because Miss Pete just told me yesterday she's ready to go cord cutting and get all set up and reconfigure. And the first people (laughs) I thought of were your boys over there, uh, Tyson, and point me in the right direction. So There you uh, go. I'll link y'all up. All right. That sounds good. Denny, have, have, have a great weekend. All right, guys. There he goes. That's the whisper. Uh, Denny is really happy, Hick, that we that we did uh, have a producer change. You know, about what six eight months ago, he's happy because he used to always get that careless whisper music, and he hated that. Remember that? <laughs> he hated that so bad. Hey, you're gonna like this. It's not quite nine o'clock nasty uh, time, oh. but you're you're you know you've become very well dirty, and and I've got a salacious football fix. I got two salacious items from a football fix when we come back on the other side. Uh, accusations of cheating and Ooh. and this developing story of why a certain coach turned down a certain NFL team because a certain owner is a loon. <laughs> Next on the drill. All right, back on a Green for Life Friday. Look at those bright green trucks and cans flying all around the First Coast. That's Green for Life. We had KC, or DH, stands by, Dan Hicken. Uh, Hick, I'm not going to put it in the form of a pop quiz. 
No. Uh, we're going to get to, I mean, I have a football fix that's just made to oh, hit wonderful. your salacious taste buds. That's coming up in a second. But wonderful. a different NFL storyline. Brock Purdy trying to, you know, continue his journey from Mr. Irrelevant to undefeated starter. And he's now positioned. No rookie's ever made the Super Bowl. That's Jeff. correct. But there have the been this. Spot. And then this is the, um, uh, the, the quiz that I have for you. There have been four rookie quarterbacks make it to a championship game. So there's only been four that have done that. And if you haven't yes. read this story, can you no. recall who those may be? Yeah. You know one of them, I think. Uh, one of them you should know. Because then he ended up winning the Super Bowl the next year. He started. Was it Roethlisberger? Yeah, Roethlisberger in 04. Uh, had thir- was unbeaten in 13 regular season games. But statistically, remember, he wasn't much. Um, they rallied to beat the Jets in the divisional round. And then the 15-game win streak. Uh, came to a halt against Tom Brady and the Patriots. So that was one of them. But here's uh, Mark Sanchez did it as a rookie, Dan. Yeah. Fifth overall selection. Uh, in his rookie season, he had 12 touchdowns and 20 picks. <laughs> but he did help win the wild card round on the road. He went 12 of 15 with a passer rating yeah. of 139 to beat the Bengals. Uh, then they beat the How Chargers. About, uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Two more. All right. Uh, I'll give you some hints. This guy did it. Um, this guy did it in the NFC. He, he, he did not hang on to a starter's job for real long, but, um, he was good for the Bucks. Not great as a rookie, 1999, a second round choice. Uh, he had to replace an injured Trent Dilfer, Sean King. How quickly we forget. Sean King. Sean King as a rookie. Yeah, that yes, John King was Tulane. Then they lost to the then Rams, St. Louis Rams, eleven six. Remember that? Oh yeah. What'd you call it? Molly Walmer. Ricky Prohl. Uh yeah, that's correct. There was also I'm pretty sure in that game the Bucks Bird Emanuel caught it that led to like the whole rule change on what, what you know possession is. I think they kind of screwed him on what would have been a catch. Uh and then the other one is I never picked this guy. I would have thought this guy had been in the league just a couple, three years before he really you know, I got to guess. Let me guess okay. one. Yeah. Uh, what about? I don't know. Nah, I don't think. I mean, Flacco. Flacco is it? Yeah. Good. Good is guess. It? Yeah. Great guess. I would not have thought that. Um, okay. Flacco set a bunch of records in college. He went 18th overall. He was offensive yeah. rookie of the year. Um, they beat the Dolphins in the wild card, and then they lost. Uh, they then they beat the Titans. Uh, in the following round, and then they lost yeah. to the eventual champion uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. You know what? You know what's interesting about all those guys, though, and those teams they were on? <clears throat> they were on teams with great defenses, and they were told, don't screw it up, right? Well, then, and I will say this, Brock Purdy, as he joins that class, has by a million miles the best offensive talent around him. You could argue, oh, yeah. I mean, you could argue Christian McCaffrey is the number one running back, that George Kittle is a top two or three um, uh uh, tight end, and the Debo's the top ten receiver. He, he statistically, he's kind of fallen off a little bit this year, but and I tell you what, play to play I, I as said, dangerous as anybody. And, and those are, you know, you can't discount this IU kid. He every week he's this getting better, makes plays. Yeah, that's for sure. All right, five of the band et. We got a football fix. It's brought to you by Allstate oh. agent Mandy Bowers in Mandarin. And again, there's a uh, a touch of salacious and controversial in it. I know that gets your juices flowing. Did you see this tweet from Dan Dockich? About the I did. Uh, this, I did. Okay, this is what Dan Dockage uh, tweeted yesterday. Uh, the context of this is this. Remember Josh McDaniels agreed to be the, the Colts head coach this was a couple, three years ago? 
and then yes. changed his mind. They ended up Backed hiring out. Frank Wright. Correct. Right. Well, Dan Dockett's reporting this yesterday that Josh McDaniel's wife made him pull the plug on the offer after having Ursay in their home in Massachusetts and observing his odd behavior, behavior that included being in McDaniel's family bathroom for a very long and awkward period of time. Why does that not why does that not surprise What are you doing in there? Oh, boy. It's the Argyle sweater, maybe. Maybe that's what's causing the sniffles. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I got more for you. Ac- accusations cheating is the backdrop of one of the playoff games this weekend. Did you see this story on the Eagles? What do you got? On the Eagles in their kicking game? No. There, there's video there. You know, in the NFL, you're not allowed on kicks, place kicks, you're yes. not allowed to use like like you, you know obviously like back in the day you could put it on a tee right you can't you can't put it on a foreign object now you can you know you can show as best you can by you know putting a piece of grass or rubbing it with your fingers or whatever you want to do but there's video that's surfacing of the Eagles of putting a spot down like a piece of cardboard or a little something I'm looking at it now yeah you see that and you'll see him picking the, it up the placeholders picking something up and putting it back in this it looks like yeah. it looks like a major league baseball cheater a, a pitcher who's doctoring the ball that's what it reminds me of like throwing the emery board aside after you use it but yeah now they're doubling down that what they're doing is fine and they've cro- and they they've cross-checked with the nfl but i think if they're what they're doing is fine it's because they've lied to the nfl about what they're doing <laughs> you can't do that you can't you put can't down do a, that. Yeah, you can't put down a marker like that, Dan, and then just all of a sudden say, "Oh, oh well." No, I would agree with that. By so, the way, there, so there you go. I mean, I got a coach who turned down a job because the owner wouldn't come out of the bathroom, and I have a, I have one of the, you know, playoff matchups with a backdrop. Of, didn't he? Did his wife tell him not to take the job? Was, yeah, McDaniel's. That yeah, that was the story with the McDaniel's yeah. and the So yeah, his wife. That's why I pulled. The wife said, "Nah, there's something weird about this dude." All right, we had offensive coordinator uh, news yesterday. Yeah. Um, Who got well, whacked? Well, I will say this. If there was ever, we could talk about this a little more in detail uh, coming up in the 9 o'clock hour maybe. But yeah. if Byron Leftwich indeed was offered the Jacksonville Jaguars job, first, shame on the Jags for offering the wrong guy the job first. But anyway, that worked out. But if he did indeed get offered the job and turned it down because of demands of hiring his own GM and otherwise, it may go down as one of the dumbest decisions of all time if his career doesn't rebound because – from apparently being offered head coaching jobs to fired as the offensive coordinator of the Tampa Bay Bucks yesterday. Is it the rumor that he's like hightailing it to Pittsburgh to be I, with Tomlin? Yeah, but I, he won't be the OC. They recommitted to Matt Canada yesterday or two days ago. So maybe work for oh. a year and then get promoted up. I think Leftwich is a fine coach, but it's just remarkable what a difference a year makes in this league. And by the way, one of the all-time scapegoatings by Todd Bowles, who did a miserable job with the Bucks this year. Can we agree? Yes. I mean, they went 8-9. and nine. They backed in. I watched their games. The blame goes at the top of the head coach, and he is going to, you know, assess that blame by firing people. They're fixing to lose Brady and be 5-12, and 12, aren't they? Yes. That's what and it, Because remember how many games Brady took them down the field at the end of the game and won for them. Right. Correct. Those ain't going to happen with whoever's playing quarterback for him next year. I get, Look, the, the NFL is what the NFL is, and people are like, some people are up in arms about Byron getting canned. I mean, that, this is how it works. Yeah. Somebody's to blame. Yeah, what are you talking about? Correct. They, they, right? They find someone to blame, and the offense 
numbers went way down well, for whatever reason. You're, it's you're, not Byron Leftwich's fault. We all know that. You're dead right on the blame game. Like that. Yeah. I, I consider Brandon Staley to be clown like as an NFL head coach. He fired his offensive coordinator and staff. Yeah. You got to blame somebody. Hey, dipstick, you're the one that got my top receiver hurt. Dumb, dumb. And now you're going to fire me? Hey, guess what? If we have Mike Williams, we may very well win the game as much as we're in the red zone. But, yeah, go ahead. I'll I'll get out of here. Uh, Greg the Rolf- Dolphins can their defensive coordinator. Yeah, and so did the, the Vi- so did the Vikings. And the yeah. Ravens offensive coordinator, Greg Roman, quote, unquote, resigned. Man, there is a huge vacuum right now, Hick. Uh, in, in the in the offensive uh, coordinator uh, realm, right? I mean, I, let me see what I saw here. This is here. Here it is. While you do that, I I, I want to comment on the Roman guy. Five, ten, it, ten offensive coordinator positions open right now, Dan. Ten. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, right, yeah. this, the Roman one is interesting to me because Roman is a run guy and built an offense for Lamar Jackson, where they used him as a runner and. Him leaving, I don't know. I, I wonder what Baltimore plans to do because I also saw the Baltimore. Who is it? The GM. Yeah, he doubled said, down. Said, yeah, no, yeah. I see no reason why he won't be here. Yeah, two hundred percent. Yeah, two hundred percent sure. Well, he's good. Be I, I, you know, and they, he, well, they do have the value of the, the franchise tag in their. Yeah, back in pocket. other words, Baltimore saying we're not letting him go. We're Correct. not trading him. Correct. Not, stop. You know, and people Nor do this they. every year. Yeah. And no, no, and people do this every year. Every. Uh, as soon as the season ends, I, I see Lamar Jackson in a Miami Dolphins. Fifteen uniform. teams, right? Yeah, yeah, it's not I happening. Mean, why? Why we waste time when you know Baltimore is not going to let him walk? Look, let me ask you. Now this I get too. the feeling. Yeah, go ahead. Just to the Miami specific, wouldn't you rather have Tua than Lamar? Yeah, I would. Right now, yeah. At this stage, I think I would. You know, here's the reality with Lamar, and this is why you can't do it. If I'm the Ravens, I don't want a long-term deal anymore. I'm going to give you a one-year franchise, and here's why. The last two years in the home stretch, you're unavailable. Oh, yeah. You're unavailable. And if you, you know, and and we respect, enjoy, admire, and need your versatility. But if you can't pass this to victories and you're not even available to do that, you know, that value is is affected for sure. Yeah. That's football. I agree. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, look, the the quarterback position, and we – We've talked about this a little bit this week, and obviously that's why it's great to have a 23-year-old wonder kid at your spot. But there's going to be a lot of questions, a lot of movement. And it's interesting because Denny said something like, the quarterback position is going to be well taken care of. And yet, and yet there's still uh, half the teams in the NFL Need are always searching. Yeah. They're always searching the for that ceiling, The ceiling has – I mean, the, the basement has risen on quarterback play in the league, but there's yeah. still that – there's still that gulf between the basement and the ceiling where you can win, right? You know, yeah. see what I mean? Because yeah. the ceiling has also been raised on the best. Instead of a 94 quarterback rating leading the league, 110 does, right? So it's 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 been raised across the board. That's Football Fix. It's brought to you by Allstate agent Mandarin Ross. Bowers in Mandarin. Yes, sir. So we're taking a break right now? We are. When we come back, uh, E will, will play us in with a little Kansas City. Here we come. Okay. Well, we'll do right. that, and then yeah. and then through the magic of song and technology, we will then join you in Kansas City where you did go. So it's just a good point. It's kind of a riddle. We're going to talk uh, Iceman <laughs> hockey with a, with our weekly update with their head coach. So Hick, I need you to you know hit the research on that one, and we'll be back with more next. It's a Green for Life Friday. <laughs> I'm going to. Kansas City, Kansas City, here we come. 
City. With my number 16 jersey, oh, the how the Chiefs are gonna talk. They're gonna shut up too. Well, I might take a train, I might take a plane, but if I have to walk, I'm going just the same. I'm going to Kansas City. Kansas City, here we come. Hopefully, ride this momentum and use this juice this week in Kansas City. Gonna cheer the Jags at Arrowhead and shout, Duval! One. Take it, Bruce! Hey, Patrick, the defense is coming. It ain't the same team you just saw. No, 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 Patrick. Hey, Andy, Doug Peterson knows you. He knows you well. Y'all better get ready. Now, uh, defense is savage. Rayshon and Josh. Mahomes is gonna suck it. Sheets get lost. I'm going to... Kansas City, Kansas City, here we come. Gonna stop on down at Arrowhead and watch the Jaguars win us one. The Jags are gonna win it! Are you kidding me? Gonna spank the Chiefs at Arrowhead and watch them cry when it's done. Those are tears, real tears. Gonna cheer the Jags at Arrowhead and shout, Duval, when we won. All right, you did not miss any. Uh, you did not mention any uh, cursing cabbies in there, so I assume you made it through with your, you know, your. I did. Your, your, I didn't ride with verbal the cabbies, character though. intact because you know he kind of baited yeah. us into just throwing them around like, like crazy as well. So uh, there's that. Listen, you want to send the Jags off uh, this morning, nine thirty to eleven thirty. You're invited down uh, to the west gate of the stadium. You can park in P or J, and uh, you can give them a, you know, a hearty farewell as we try to go on the road. And do something they've been a lot better at this year, Dan. We, we talk about kind of those markers on becoming a better team. And we hit right. so many of those this year. We were better at home. We were better in the division. But we were also better on the road. Now, four road wins yeah. this year. Let's put that in perspective. The Jaguars won four games combined the last two total seasons. <laughs> so, And they also seem to be a team that's comfortable in this underdog role. I gave you that stat earlier that they um, – that, that they uh, are performing six points better than whatever the point spread is when they're the underdog in the game. That's the best in the league. And and Doug Peterson, yes. this is kind of remarkable, but in six playoff games in which he's been an underdog, he's won five of those games straight up and covered all six. So Yeah, that know, is remarkable. You know, and Because and, he's only been in seven. So Right, and, and, and look, I, again, I said this before, this is a battle-toughened team. They've battled within games to come from behind to win, and they've battled from way behind, you know, the eight ball on this season. You know, it's easy to forget they left Kansas City three and seven and in ridiculous position to even mention the playoffs. I mean, the playoff, we weren't even, we were just hopeful to got to, you know, get over the six. Remember? What was your bet? Six yeah. wins? Yeah. I mean, that was in yeah. serious jeopardy. So I can't imagine getting to 430 tomorrow and kicking off that suddenly they're going to look around and be frozen by stage fright for the, position they're in these are 
And you know, Dan, they are young, and Doug Peterson referenced they're like the third youngest team, fifth youngest team in the league. But there's also, you look on that defensive line, Josh Allen's been around a while. Roy Robinson Harris has been around a while. There's veterans on there, sure. too. Foyer Lewican's been t- running down, you know, ball carriers and leading the league in tackles for a lot of years uh, in, in Atlanta before here. Rayshon Jenkins, you know, this ain't his first rodeo with Patrick Mahomes. He's been in the league a while playing with the Chargers. So those receivers, Jones, Jones, and Kirk, they run thousands of routes in the NFL. They're very well experienced. So they, it's it, it's a mix of youth and, and veteran players. And and so to that end, I don't expect them to be shell shocked by some, you know, some atmosphere or game day environment they can't handle. What uh when you look at the four games, who has the best chance for an upset? Cincinnati. Uh, I yeah I uh. Boy, I, I see it. I don't, you know, w- would it shock you if a couple of teams pulled upsets? No, I, those, it wouldn't shock me. Those all look, I'm trying to, you know, it's, sometimes that's hard in the, in the chair that we sit in to just cut off your your hope attachment to the Jags, right? You know, yeah. and in mind watching this team, I'd like to say the Jags, but yeah, the, Bing, only, the Bengals because they're playing so good, and that was so important. That's why it was so important for Kansas City. They hope to be the number one seed. You don't have to go back-to-back beating the Bengals and the Bills, right? You don't, right? Because uh, in, in those two teams' case, they're gonna have to beat each other, and then they're gonna have to beat Mahomes if the Jags don't pull uh, the nine-point upset and win this weekend themselves. But um, I was thinking yeah, about that. I was thinking about that Dallas-San Francisco game from last year. Do you remember the ending? Yeah, they got down and they didn't get the playoff, right? Isn't that what happened? Right. They, yeah, they, they yeah. Dak either run or threw it down there, and they just like if they had five more seconds on the clock. They could have kicked a field goal, which I believe would have sent it to overtime, though. Why? Right? I think you're right. It was a three-point game. Point. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'm not a big Dallas backer, and you know, I don't. I'm not a big Dallas believer. I kind of, but I got a gut, and I am for the 49ers, as you know. But I kind of got a gut yes. feeling that Dallas is that Dallas might pull an upset there. I, I think that the, you know, the inexperience of 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 Brock Purdy at some point may catch up to him a little bit. Now, I will say, because of the way they play defense and they're number one in multiple categories and the way they run their offense, it's not quarterback-driven all the time, right? I mean, they run guys. They got a tight end as a safety valve. They run guys in motion. They Between Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey, you have maybe the two most versatile offensive weapons in football, no? They're up there. Right, right. When you talk about versatility and how they can do it from different spots, and I just, I can't wait. I just, I can't wait for the football weekend. I, I'm, you know... <laughs> I will say this for all us diehard sports fans. And so right now it's certainly Jag driven, man. It's a long wait, waiting on your game to start, bro. Oh man. You get yeah. up at eight o'clock in the morning. You're just looking for nothing more than something just to pass time. I got to kill time here. And the longest three hours in the history of time are the 30 minutes you're waiting on the game to go as you get to that final countdown. So I'm going to find ways tomorrow. I hope just keep myself busy uh, because I, I, you know, you're going to wake up. Game ready, aren't you? I mean, you're going to wake up. What's great is the last two Saturdays, we had to wait till night. Right. And we don't have to do that today. Right. Tomorrow, Um, I mean. Correct. Uh, So, there's a send-off today. There's a watch party tomorrow. We'll give you any, if there's any emerging details on that. For now, it's scheduled uh, at Daly's Place. And I don't know if the potential would exist for moving it to a bigger venue, depending on the feedback. But, you know, that's something to maybe keep uh, on our our radar today. Because, I, I, you know, I think that it could ultimately perhaps be moved if if there is a big enough uh, response. So uh, just, just throwing that out there just in case. 
Um, I did get this text today, Dan. Then we'll break. We'll come back. We'll uh, we'll bring in the Iceman head coach. They're they're on a fabulous run themselves right now. Yeah, I, I got, but uh, I look forward to you doing that uh, because of the you know situation here. I, I think that'd be best for you. To well, that's fine either way. I know it doesn't matter. Whatever, whatever's yeah. easiest. I, we'll come back. I'll do the interview. You can rejoin us, and we'll either see yeah. what's trending or, or you know keep talking uh, Jags Chiefs. Uh, but I got this from a buddy. Uh, just, yes. uh, just FYI, the Delta Lounge was a Jags party this morning. Flight to oh, Atlanta. Yeah. Flight to Atlanta <laughs> is too. So I said, "Oh, where are you headed?" He goes, "Kansas City." I go, "Who are you with?" Meeting my oldest daughter. She's flying up from Dallas. She's in college there. Yeah, I, so said, I said, "That's awesome. Have fun, go Jags." He said, "Folks are so fired up. The pilot has called this the party flight." Yeah, oh, they're ready, dude. It's I, I tell you, seven a.m. They're ready to go, bro. Hey, on the flip side, I'm looking at so- some social media. <clears throat> And these are the people that I really love. I love them all, but the Jag fans. I got this dude and his wife and, like, three kids in the back seat. Yeah. And he says, road trip begins, and that was three hours yeah. ago. Well, we had somebody this morning uh, text us on the text line that they were just starting oh. their overnight drive. So God bless you all if you're heading out here. Be loud. The road. Be loud. Be proud. And maybe, oh, make they a, will. maybe make a tiny impact in that big, bad you know, and by the way, the Stadium. whenever you do a long drive process, there's always when you're going there, it's great. There's excitement. It's not as bad. Yeah. That ride home, buddy. That is a lot. Oh. By the way, can I get a <laughs> hold on before we go to break? I have one last yeah. thing here because that's, that's like three references now yeah. of the drive from Jacksonville. Yeah, the distance. Yeah, I got, I, I got it right here. Yeah. Jacksonville to Kansas City. 17 hours and yeah. 18 hours, 17 Bless hours, heart. 57 uh, minutes now. Give me a mile. Yeah, Scott. that's Give a deal a because, yeah, they always do that at a mile at, at a speed that's just irrational. We, right. no, ain't nobody driving 65 miles an hour anywhere. Um, here we go. Somebody got a calculator. 1146 is the mileage. So do 1146 divided by, Whoa. we'll be conservative and say 70 miles an hour. What is 1146 oh. divided? Because, I, look, when you stop here or there and you run into this or that, you know, I, I know that you'll probably push it past 70, a lot of people, for much of the trip. But let's just go, man. You, about 16 and a half. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah about 16 probably then. And by the if way, if you're really that hustling. ain't one that you're doing straight through most likely. Yeah, you wouldn't think, man. That is a long drive. How much would gas cost you for a trip like that? I mean, a lot, less right? Than, less than five pla- less sure. than five fl- tickets for a flight. If I, you're I bringing wonder, your kids, <laughs> I, I, gosh, I, I can, I can imagine people roadie road tripping to the game. I can't imagine packing up three kids and doing it. That is some dedication there. All right, that's okay. a, yeah. I, I'm gonna come back and set. If the, you ask me one more time, <laughs> I'll pull this car over. When we're gonna be there? Get off the shed. I- <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, we'll uh, take a quick break. I'll I'll set you up with the Iceman schedule. I think they, I think I may have read they've moved a game to earlier tomorrow, so not to not interfere. I could be wrong on that. Let me double check that as well. That was last week. Too, okay, yeah. we'll we'll get you all squared away. Uh, well, last week they, you know, they they were competing actually for you know. They were both home, so the the complex itself. But right, uh, we'll right, get we'll right. get all the details. Set you up on the Icemen who have gotten hot. They pulled within a couple points first place. So we'll talk to their head coach. Then Hick will rejoin us from Kansas City. We're going to count you into Jaguars today. Who will count you into prime time? Who will count you into the franchise? Who will count you? Keep into, going. You know, Baloo will count you into Keep going. Hacker after dark, which will Keep going. count you into tomorrow's game day coverage. You're listening oh to the drill. God. It's a GFL Friday on Ten Ten XL. All right, let's talk Iceman hockey. You know, the Jacksonville Jaguars aren't the only professional franchise this here locally. This is your Duval.
with big uh, as they say in hockey <laughs> let's do that hockey with big postseason uh, aspirations the jacksonville Iceman are well, i'd say they're hot they won seven of their last ten let's bring in head coach nick luco to give us kind of a state of the union we basically reached the halfway point tonight don't we coach yeah, tonight will be the halfway point for us. Yeah, and and look, we have talked here over these last three or four weeks about how tough the division is, and um, you know how good you got to be to get to the top. And you've kind of been creeping your way back up, man. You got you got five good teams there with Florida, Atlanta, South Carolina, you and Greenville, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, like I said before, it's a gauntlet this year. Um, we had a good week last week, going three and one uh, against Atlanta and Florida there, and this week we get to play. South Carolina for two, so it's kind of uh, get through each week and then flush and move on to the next week, winner, 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 lose, and um, you know, it's a huge week for us again. You know, you got to when you have a, a young hockey team, and I would assume most ECHL um, uh, rosters are going to be young. You know, I, I, is there a long term benefit of being in a season like this? I would think that this is kind of abnormal, right? That you've got four or five or six teams that they, it makes every game like a little more important, doesn't it? Feels that way. Yeah, I mean, I, I love it because, it, like you said, every game's meaningful. Um, we have to be ready to go every night. Otherwise, we're going to fall back in the standings and we're going to be chasing towards the end of the year. So, um, you know, our goal right now is to keep pushing forward and kind of if we can uh, extend extend a lead here in the standings where, you know, down the stretch we're able to uh, you know, focus more on ourselves and not worry about what other teams are doing. That's that's kind of the ultimate goal right now. Got a home game tonight at the arena, seven o'clock. Uh, yeah, tickets still available for that one. I know you've had terrific uh, home support. We've uh, talked about that. Give me give me a little intel on your forward, Zach Jordan. I saw he's player of the week in in the league, and that's a good hockey league. So I'm assuming uh, Zach Jordan's a good hockey player. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's been outstanding. He just came back from Hartford a few weeks ago. I think he's been back seven games now, and he's got seven goals. So uh, that's huge for us right now. I think early in the year, he was struggling a little bit. Uh, you know, we just talked to him about just getting pucks on net. He's, he's an explosive player. He skates really well and has a heavy shot. Um, but he was missing the net on a lot of opportunities. Um, so sometimes it's as simple as just get pucks on net, make the goalie make a save, and right now they're going in for him. All right, Nick Luco is the Iceman head coach. They got a game tonight at the arena. We get you updated with our ice report each and every uh, Friday about this time. Coach, as always, appreciate you uh, joining us this morning. Good luck this weekend. We'll talk to you next week. All right, thanks, guys. Talk you, to you next week. You bet. There he goes. That's Nick Luco of the Iceman, who, yeah, real, it's fun watch, by the way. You know, if you want to get down there and, and check it out, it's a, it's a fun watch. I'm, I'm getting questions here. I mean, I... Uh, Dan Hicken rejoins us from Kansas City. My my son-in-law has uh, weighed in asking when you're going to upload the Kansas City song to Spotify. We don't do that, do we, E.T.? We can't go on Spotify, can we? Oh, oh we uh, might have a Spotify uh, well, account. Maybe we do. We I don't might. know. Hick, what do you do? How do you balance all these obligations that you have now as a E.T. handles my musical <laughs> He's your guy. Uh, questions. So, yeah, you. just go ahead and go right at him on Twitter. And uh, he handles all my press on that stuff. So. I got gotcha. you. I got a couple. It's just of- too much going on, Jeff. You know, we got. I mean, so we got to we got to spread it out a little bit. Hawks Knicks tonight. Where does that rank on your excitement meter? Well, what if I told you that there will be a Hicken at the Hawks Knicks game tonight? Oh, which uh, Drew going to the game? Huh? Nope. Oh, which Hicken? Brooksy. Brooks. Oh, yeah. oh, that's what they're. Oh, that's part of the Brooks. Yeah. Brooks of Palooza lives. Yes. I mean, yeah, it's the, the last one. The, the He's feed, eighteen. The but. feeding of the boy king. This will be the finale yes. as they go, they go up to the ATL. Well, you know, I wish him a happy birthday in every regard, but the, the boy king is going to come out sullen after that appearance tonight in 
you know, well, considering in the Hawks we arena. just just in time to see us, uh, just in time to see a, a, a red hot team lose to the Raptors, Wizards, and lose their center for a while because of a. Uh, some finger surgery. Yeah, should be a great night tonight. Nice, good. We're and and we have gotten as hot as we are this year, which is yeah. by the way, tepidly hot. That's not scorching hot by any stretch, but uh, yeah, Hawks uh, Knicks tonight. I saw, and this is uh, Shazam worthy. The Shazam spotlight brought to you by tell Shazam your Auto. tell your Hawk friend that yeah, Hicken will be representing in okay. Atlanta tonight. All right, well, yeah. let them know. Okay, let them know. Yeah, yeah. we are coming. Sure. Um, <laughs> I saw this in college basketball last night. Gonzaga lost, okay? That's not the Shazam yeah. spotlight. I mean, uh, Gonzaga is as good a team as they are. They're going to lose basketball games every now and then. Well, let me add a layer then. Uh, uh, Gonzaga lost last night at home. Uh, okay. okay, well, that's big. Uh, Gonzaga lost last night um, uh, as a ranked team against an unranked team. Look, these are long streaks that were broken. Okay, Gonzaga had won 76 straight home games. They lost last night to, was it wow. St. Mary's, I think? St. Yes. Mary's got them. They had won. No, uh, what was it St. Oh, Mary's? it was Loyola. It was Loyola. Loyola, yeah. It was Loyola. Yeah. Uh, they had won 83 straight as a ranked team against unranked opponents, and they had beaten Loyola Marymount at home in Gonzaga 32 straight times. Loyola's wow. a decent program. Yeah. Right? I mean, through the years, they'll flare up. They have, I consider them like Pepperdine and St. Mary's. You know, they're make the tournament once every seven, eight years. But 32 straight years, man. What what a streak that is. Yeah. That in perspective. So, uh, I watched JU last night against Liberty. They had the first place team in the A-Sun in, in, into town. So, I watched hoping, uh, you know, maybe uh-huh. JU would get a win. And uh, Liberty handled them. They beat them by 15. And, and you know, they're, I think that for – I think that's Jerome Mincy's first home loss, Hick. Is that right? Could that be right? It, well, it I know he had street. a streak going. Well, 21 yeah. in a row. I mean, yeah. how long? He has only, it's only his second year, so. Yeah. I think that was the first home loss. That's a pretty big uh, wow Shazam kind of moment there. Hey, look, truck guy here telling you, you need to go shopping. You need to go to the Murray Ford Superstores. So, um, just a couple other things that I wanted to mention. I was wondering where. I didn't know you were sending a hicken up, though, to kind of oh, yeah. take care of business. We got to do it. Big weekend, man. Big weekend. Knicks, Hawks, and Jags on uh, Saturday afternoon. Heck, yeah. Let's go. I love when uh, tennis players get um, um, uh, what's uh, spicy, right? I like when they get mad, when they get spicy. There's got a lot of – it must be extra hot at the Australian Open. There's a lot of spiciness. I saw one of the girls threaten the other girl. You know how the women like to, like, scream as they're playing, right? Yes. Uh, ah! Uh, ah! Well <laughs> – the one lady, there's this Greek girl, and she's playing this little girl from Russia. And the Russian girl's not only screaming, but she's kind of like like taunt screaming. Like, they'll be charging the net, and she'll win. And she's like, ah, yelling in her face and stuff. Oh, nice. And, and the girl finally said, like, in the game, like, look, man, if she comes at me one more time, I'm going to beat the hell out of her. Oh. So we had that. And then I saw, did you see Andy Murray win a five-set marathon? I heard he did. I didn't see it. Yeah, the dude he played didn't take it real well either. He tweeted after blowing the fight. He led two sets to love and was up in the third, right? And there's one famous highlight from that. He's just smashing his racket to bits, right? But after it was after it was over, uh, I guess he tweeted, um, what a bleep, what an expletive sport I play in. <laughs> I get the boys a little frustrated. Um, frustrated for sure. All right. Uh, do we want to see? I remain amazed that. So much has been made of the Trevor Lawrence comment about him complimenting his home crowd is suddenly an affront 
to I guess Kansas City needs something to get them going. I, I don't know. Are the fans there? Because it's become a – it's over and over again, and it's been the talking point on some of these shows. I, I, I mean – why not talk about what Trevor Lawrence has done on the field? Why not talk about what he did last week against the Chargers? Bad Trevor to good Trevor in, in, in a flip of a switch. I mean, there's so many great storylines. I'm not sure why this is. It, it doesn't even seem juicy to me. It doesn't even seem to me if you have a brain pros that you would process this and say, oh, how dare he? I, I, I don't get it. I really don't. I, I, I also don't understand a fan base or a team that needs any motivation. They've been a very good team. They, they, you know, here's what happens, though. That, that pressure ultimately does catch up on you a little bit. The, 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 the weight of expectations, if you go look at all of the great dynasty teams, whether it was the Steelers of the 70s, the Niners of the 80s, the Cowboys, they all have that year, well, what just happened? They, the Patriots of the 2000s, where they lose in the divisional round. Right? Yeah. The expectations, they're going to march on. Well, the Jags did it in 96 to the Broncos. You know, they did it in, you know, they did it to the Steelers. You know, the Steelers fully expected to win. They were all the Steelers talked about that week as a rematch against the Pats, remember? Mm-hmm. And so I think no matter what Kansas City says, they're going to overlook the Jaguars, man. We've been mincemeat in the NFL for a lot of years. They can say they're impressed and say they're a good football team and say they've known it all along. Oh, baloney. They are, they are already. In Kansas City, thinking about which of the two hot shot teams, the Bengals or Bills, will they face? Will they have to play a neutral field game? That's all they're thinking about. They have written this game off, Ick. They have. They can say they haven't. And not necessarily the team. But right. the Kansas City organization, and I would include the fans and the media, they all think that the Jags have no chance in this game. They do. You could, they, that's, what I, it, that's what it feels like to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think, it, I, like I said, I... My prediction on this game has been all along. I think that sometime in the second half, whoever you're watching the game with, you're going to look to them, if you're a Jaguar fan, and say, oh, my God, I think we can win this game. <laughs> well, I hope you're right. I think, And, and then we'll way. see. You know, And then we'll see. But that's what I think is going to happen. The way the Jags have played, Dan, that could be any score until about the seven-minute mark, and you can say that. I, You talked, I think it was yesterday, you're, you're – you're, your poll question was, uh, was it under the radar? Um, yeah, unsung hero. Unsung types, hero. Yeah. I, I'm telling you who that guy is in this game from the Kansas City perspective. Okay, there's a guy, dude, who be careful. He could end up being stealing the show. That guy's Kadarius Tony, Dan. I'm just, I'm telling you, he has a plague. You know, he has a skill set. They have an offense. He has been injured. When the dude is healthy, whether it was Gainesville, the Giants, or the Chiefs. He is a, a, a he is a big play waiting to happen. So be careful with Kadarius Tony. He had his best game of the year against the Jags. Had 90 total yards the first time around. Only six touches, included a touchdown. He got hurt after that, so he didn't build on any stats. Came back at the end. He got a little bit of, you know, but now he's, you know, dude's got sudden moves. He's got, you know, running back vision. That is a guy when you're when when you're trying to stop all these other great players. That's a guy who, under the radar, you better be careful with. Who, who is? Is there somebody on the Jags that would fit that? Who did you end up settling on? Who could be, you know, if you're a Chiefs fan or the Chiefs team, when you look back, say, "Oh, I didn't see, I didn't see that guy beating us." Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, obviously, I, I, I mean, I have a bunch of names that, like, you know, Mahomes is going to do Mahomes-like things, but if the defensive backfield can you know, make some plays, right? 
And and Darius Williams would be under the radar. Tyson Campbell would be the obvious one. But I think Darius Williams, since he's moved outside, has been pretty good. And I think that's a kid who, you know, and also, you know, won a Super Bowl last year. So, you know, I'd be curious to see how he performs tomorrow. They're just so good offensively. It's such a great challenge. And you mentioned Andy Reid. And, you know, the thing about the Chiefs is every week, every week I feel like when I watch the Chiefs, they'll do something offensively that I go, oh, that was pretty cool. You know what I mean? Some yeah. sort of formation, some sort of motion, some sort of play. Bring around the Rosie's pocket full of posies. <laughs> we saw that one recently. <laughs> that might have been a little much. I, I would offer this as an X factor, and I, I, uh, I, I, I will I will admit I kind of stole some of this backing off of a column I read on ESPN, not that we're uh, not completely aware of our own roster and our own team. But I think even though this is a big-name player, because you wouldn't expect his position – per se, you wouldn't expect yeah. him to be the player of the game. That that X factor for the Jacks might be Josh Allen, Hick. Bear with me for just a second. Yeah, sure. Allen has a sack in three straight games. Are we aware of that? It's three in a row. He's got a sack. Yeah. Uh, he had the touchdown return in one of those. He's had 16 total pressures in the last three games. You could argue Josh Allen is playing the best football of his entire career right now, the most important stretch of Jaguar football in his entire career. So, they, they can... I would agree with that. They can disrupt. I would agree with that. Right? They can disrupt... Um, Patrick Mahomes, this defense is getting after it a lot better than they were when 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 the Jags lost in Kansas City earlier this year. So maybe 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 Josh, if not him, one of the other D linemen who, who you know has a multi sack game causes a it's going to take that right, Hick. You got to oh yeah, you got to throw. You can't you can't rely on the Chiefs' possessions ending in points or punts. You got to end some on your own. You got whether it's sacks or. You know, a forced fumble there or a pick. You're going to have to make. And the Jags have been very good in the turnover, you know, margin here down the stretch. You know, the minus five notwithstanding, for sure. So, yeah. Right, yep. Let's come 100%. back in uh, final segment. We'll see what's trending. I, he's been busy in there. We're going to trend today. We're going right. to exhale. We're going to trend. We're going to wrap up today's show. We're going to turn it over to Jaguars today here in the next half hour as we uh, keep this bus rolling towards KC and the Jags Chiefs tomorrow NFL playoff divisional round. It's a GFL Friday on the drill. All right, down the stretch we come. Getting you ready for Jags, Chiefs tomorrow. It's been such a fun ride. I'm not ready for it to end, Dan Hicken, as a Hickory joins us from, from Kansas City. I'm not ready for it to end. I'm ready for another week of previewing a trip to either Buffalo or the Bengals. And then I'm ready for another two weeks of driving the train to Super Bowl hype uh, levels with our first trip to the big game. Let's go. Well, I feel like we've put in all this extra work, Jeff, and we should be rewarded as such with a week-long stay in beautiful Glendale, Arizona. We know our way the around. Site of the next Super Bowl. We, right. we know where the uh, – what was the name of the place we stayed there? Yeah, it was uh, called uh, – it, no, it was called uh, Camelback. The Camelback, Camelback. Resort. The Marriott Camelback, the Camelback Resort. Resort. Sure. We know We know the TPC course. Well, they'll We've be playing. Some... Don't forget, they'll be playing golf there that weekend. That's the tournament that plays Super Bowl weekend. That's fine. We we'll go we'll to Greyhawk. I'll of, take you to Greyhawk. How about that? We'll go to Greyhawk. We'll go to Summerlin. I don't know where we're going. Right, we'll go we're going to TPC Summerlin. I believe that's in Vegas. But if you want to go there, I'll I'll ride. ride it's a die. short flight, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> we may hit Vegas on the way back. Probably, I don't know. Probably a short. What I'm suggesting is, why not us? Why not now? I mean, in the end, is we're we're all. Oh, I'm looking at these dogs on Get Up. It's a lot of their picks. It's a lot of Kansas City red. In fact, it's all Kansas City red. 
<laughs> well, yeah, and which is fine. Like I said, no, I know, what a I team know. that should be comfortable in the underdog role. They've been underdogs this year. Whenever they've been an underdog, they've done six points better than the what the spread said. So there's that. And and Doug Peterson, again, you can't get enough of this stat. He's been an underdog in the playoffs six times. He's won the game straight up five, including last Saturday. So well, One of the things that we asked this week, and I, I've been thinking a lot about it, is you know which game would be tougher to win, that 17 AFC championship game or this game tomorrow. That's kind of... To me, where it what we're what we're dealing with here, run, Trevor, run. <laughs> He's a dog. There he is. That's what's common. Post game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Take it on He's the Waffle dog. House. Yeah. Hold my syrup. I got work to do. Yeah, All right. Let's yeah, see what's yeah. trending. Et, you got us here. Oh yeah. All right. The uh, top five this morning is brought to you by Pet Paradise. They are the top one with ultra modern facilities, staff that loves your pet as much as you do. New Day Veterinary Care and all their facilities. Facilities all. You could have taken the dog like more than halfway there. Just you know, left him in Texas if you needed to. But they're popping up all over the country. Pet Paradise, the official pet services provider of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Number five. I like to consider myself a a chicken wing connoisseur. Okay. However, I'm not going to this spot for chicken wings. Uh, what happened? Taco Bell is bringing back a fan favorite menu uh, item. Okay, what's that? Oh. Chicken wings. I miss Taco Bell on my on my new dietary restraints. I could eat, yeah, I could eat a Mexican pizza every day, three times a day. That's just me. Would you go to Taco Bell for chicken wings, though? I didn't know they had chicken wings. Right. So when I go to Taco Bell, I got to be honest, I'm a creature of habit. I get either tacos straight up. <laughs> Makes sense. Or I get a Mexican pizza. Makes I never sense. get anything else. I don't get a crunch wrap, gordita, this, that. I don't even know what those things are. I'm sure they have other delicious things, and I'm making a mistake. But taco, either hard or soft shell, Mexican pizza, that's it for my repertoire. That's what do they have? So they got chicken wings. Yeah. Like, yeah. No it's, thanks. It's a quote unquote. It's a uh, a fan favorite, but it's 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 there for a limited time. All right. Well, <laughs> I, I think if I'm in the mood for chicken wings, that's not where I'm going. And if I go to Taco Bell, <laughs> I don't think I'm in the mood for chicken wings. So I'm surprised they sell any. I'm not going to lie. That's just crazy to me. Number four. Uh, we reported on this not too long ago. Remember the name Olivia Dunn? She is yes. the uh, gymnast from LSU. Well, and I'll remember, like, the rowdy fans that was heckling her or her and her teammates. Well, LSU has been forced to hire bodyguards for the star gymnast. Another another negative impact of the NIL, Hick. PTP. Ridiculous. Number three. Speaking of PTP, there is a um, there was this meme that I used to use a lot. It was like a little black kid. And he was holding his stomach, and he was looking, like, kind of confused. Okay. Well, it, it was called the awkward little Popeye's boy pose. Well, he became a meme overnight back oh, yeah, in Oh, yeah, I saw that back in the day it was a Popeye's deal, and now, he, yeah, now he's like a football player or he's something, isn't he? He's a football player, but not only is he a football player, he signed an NIL deal with Popeye's. <laughs> <laughs> See, that, and that's how it's supposed to work. Right. I, from the text line, don't sleep on those uh, those wings. All right, well, whatever. I'm uh, going to sleep on right. it. I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> Number two. Uh, also from the text line, since we're talking food, just to let you guys know, the Clay County Fairgrounds, 21st, 22nd, Bacon Fest. Ooh, that sounds oh, like something. Oh, yeah. What's the, today's the 20th. Well, tomorrow's out. I mean, although, I guess you go down before the game. Yeah. Anything, listen. You have started down the path to success when your event is called Bacon Fest. Right. All right. You, you, I'm hooked. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We Number continue. two. Oh, the second hottest and most viral story in all the universe. Meek Mill, Kevin Hart, 
and Michael Rubin to donate $7 million in scholarships and supplies to 60 Philly private schools. These are right. good stories awesome. that I like to hear. And that's a, a – who were the three again? Meek Mill who? Meek, Meek Mill, Kevin Hart, and Michael Rubin. Yeah, good for them, man. That's awesome. That's how you give back. That's how you make a difference. That's okay. how you do it. Yeah, if it, that you put your your money where your mouth is. You don't give a lot of talks and inspirational uh, ideas and notions. You you give some resources to accomplish some of those ideas and notions. Good for them. Number one. And this is how you don't do it. Okay. Twenty five year old man arrested after posing as a seventeen year old a seventeen year old to play high school basketball. This it, this emerged, I think I read this story. This emerged out of the COVID, you know, re people re moving during COVID no, and reclassifying. Well, Harvey, Hurricane Harvey. Okay, that's what it was. What it the was. hurricane. Okay. I knew it was something. It had something to do with some uh it's the bacon and barbecue fest, by the way, <laughs> I've been corrected. It's getting better and Ooh, better. Bacon and uh, what barbecue. are you gonna say next? That, that sounds to throw fly. beer in there and I'm leaving the studio <laughs> and I'm camping out. <laughs> that's so fine. Uh, yeah, uh, that's your that's your that, that, that's your homies, man. It's Clay County. Shout out. That's Clay the County. opposite side of Clay County for you. That's a long way from where you are to the Clay County Fairgrounds. Well, uh, you know, I hit up the fair. But the fairgrounds are right next to your school, aren't they? Shout Pretty out much. The Blue Devil. Yeah, right next to Clay High. Shout out. All right. Well, uh, so yeah, this dude transferred. He's like 25. He played college basketball. Messed around with like a 14 year old. Yes. So yeah, big big problems, man. Man, you really. You really didn't do life right if you feel the need or want to go back to high school at 15. He was all man, he was the offensive player of the year during the 2017. <laughs> we talked about that when it happened. So now the updates he's getting charged for other stuff. Yeah. So yeah, he he, he got arrested and charged for uh, something on here. Yeah. But I, I, just, I think it's messing around with an underage girl. Yeah, was part I hope of he get it. charged for that. Yeah. Oh man. Well, there you go. That's what's trending. Hick, uh, appreciate any final words. Go Jags. Well, Let's go. get it done, man. It's going to be a big day here in uh, Kansas City, so we're looking forward to it. Lots of stuff to do, and uh, we'll see a lot of you guys who are making their way out here tonight, and then we'll uh, rock and roll over at Arrowhead. By the way, I did not know this. I went over and saw that old lady Arrowhead last night. She's mm. a dirty, dirty girl. She's a dump. She's a dump, She has new, has new letters on her. I didn't know. It's like G-E-H-A. Oh, good for her. Yeah, it's like got a sponsor over there now up on that thing. So, yeah, okay. Uh, to, to, yeah, but, to hockey sticks with her, I yeah. could give a darn. I hope the old dame falls Let's go, let's falls go 31 30 for two weeks in a row. What do you think? I'm down. We'll, <laughs> we'll see you Monday. Have All right, a, boys. A good time, safe trips. If the Hawks are beating the Knicks tonight, I will test, text you in, incessantly. If the Hawks oh, no. are losing to the Knicks, I'll turn my phone off. So you have that. <laughs> All right, there you go. You That'll guys. do it to it for uh, us. We'll introduce you to Jaguars today next. It's been a GFL Friday. All right, a couple business items before we turn it over to Jaguars today. What I am hearing, E.T., when it comes to the watch party, I think it will remain scheduled at Daly's Place. They may open the stadium for spillover if they get a huge a huge crowd. Okay. So it sounds it sounds like if, they're, if the stadium is included in the mix, it's, that's what it will be. It won't be the whole thing in the stadium. It will be, uh, you know, preparing for some overflow. Nice. So, but again... When and if something official comes down from the Jags, you know you'll hear it here first, baby. I promise you that. I don't have any air. I mean, radio stations are booming around town. You'll hear it here before any of the other ones. So, uh, we'll get you ready for that. By the way, if you like jazz and you like the Almond Brothers, I'm going to hook you up. We got a pair of tickets, uh, E.T., you say, when is this show? The show is January 25th. Okay, so. At just, the Ponte Vedra Concert Hall. So, that's what? Less than a week away, head out to Ponte Vedra and enjoy the, uh, the tribute to the Almond Brothers via jazz. So, there's that. 
Now, the two-minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit tireoutlet.com slash careers. Equal opportunity employer. All right, Jaguars today is coming up next. Tony, Mike, and uh, Tommy Mack I see in studio already. Jagged up like a good soldier. What do you guys got coming up today? Uh, well, it's January 20th, and we still have keys to Victory Friday. That's amazing, isn't here it? Here on Jaguars today, and we'll get into it. How do they beat the Chiefs? Yeah, there'll be many January 20th keys to victory, I think, in our future, but you better take advantages of, of the one you have. I, I'm sure Tom's got a real interesting perspective on how that was in the 90s as a young football team no who, doubt. who yeah. caught fire in 96. And now, in their case, it 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 played out right you were good and it did work for three or four more years but this one seems like it could be a you know we have a long vision on this sucker no doubt how long uh, yeah. trevor stays healthy so yeah keys to victory and everything else we've got boots on the ground in kansas city with 1010 xl personnel and uh, nobody's going to get you more ready for tomorrow night's game than uh, than us right here your official station so jaguars today coming up next you guys have a great show thank you uh have a great day tomorrow enjoy the game have fun with your families or wherever you're watching it and we'll see you on monday morning Having firmly locked ourselves into victory formation for a solid 36 hours. You've been listening to The Drill on a GFL Friday.